again, Alcoa football fans and family to another Friday night of action as we have driven up 441 and Chapman Highway all the way into Sevier County to uh, Sevier County High School where the Gatlinburg-Pittman football team will host the Alcoa Tornadoes tonight. Never been here, Heath, uh, to Sevier County High School what a lovely campus and what a beautiful facility they have up here nestled in the Smoky Mountains. Yeah, Marty, the last time I was here, I was in sixth grade playing for Eagleton Middle School uh, on here when we had our last ball game that I can remember. And it was, uh, I remember the stadium being beautiful then and a lot of room for the fans and for the athletes. And that certainly has not changed. This is a beautiful campus. And as you mentioned, just a, just a wonderful facility as well. It's not just the football field that looks gorgeous, but this press box is great. There's plenty of room, and uh, we certainly have had some uh, the pleasure of meeting some of the, uh, athletic, the athletic director and other staff from Gatlinburg-Pittman who's been very nice, and we're certainly uh, appreciative of them uh, getting us a spot here in the booth. No doubt, and uh, the confines up here, very comfortable, got our own room. And getting ready to make the call as Alcor will once again take on another region foe that is undefeated coming into action tonight. Gatlinburg-Pittman, the Highlanders, come into tonight's action, as I said, undefeated in region play. They did just sneak by Pigeon Forge, however. That is a huge red flag, 15-12 to 12 earlier in the season. And if they're not any better than that tonight, it will be a very... I would say long night, but um, when you really get drilled in high school football, it turns into a very short evening and what we like to call mercy rule. Yeah, Marty, so far the only loss of the season starting in week one is they lost to Kings Academy 13-39, to but the rest of the season so far have been on a seven-game winning streak, One of the, uh, two of those actually uh, COVID wins of Trinity Academy and of Austin East, but the rest of those, Marty, they did have to go out and play, and as you mentioned, uh, a nail-biter with Pigeon Forge. Now, listen, Scott Meadows is trying to really uh-huh. revive that program. The wing tee is, is certainly tricky, but still kind of surprising that a team undefeated in our region would be playing that close with Pigeon Forge right now. It's Pigeon Forge, again, as we mentioned, continuing to develop and grow. And they've had a better season, 5-2, and 2-2 two, two and two in uh-huh. region play, but still um, certainly not the uh, – the Gallenberg Pittman, I think we're used to seeing, but uh, one of the things we mentioned that last week, right, Marty, we talked about how we felt that this was the year for the Yellow Jackets. Now, Kingston was probably the second best team in the region. Um, typically, it is Gallenberg Pittman or Austin East, uh, but uh, we'll really know that not this week. We'll know that next week once uh, Kingston and Gallenberg Pittman play each other to round out the last week of the season. Indeed, and that next week will be a Thursday night game. I want to remind you, you're listening to the Bob Ramsey. State Representative District 20 pregame show paid for by the committee to elect Bob Ramsey, Bob Ramsey Treasurer. So uh, he's uh, getting on the air a little late tonight. I had to make some concessions up here to make room uh, for some uh, more media uh, things. Uh, we want to thank the athletic director for Gatlinburg Pittman as she was uh, quick to get on the spot and uh, very beneficial with getting us uh, nestled in here. And, and uh, we were high atop the the field here at Sevier County High School, and I'd really like to see what this thing looks like, you know, in the daytime when the the sun is shining down on the mountains, much like uh, the setting at Heritage High School. Yeah. It is, it is really lovely up here. They have artificial turf 
Last week was the only game of the season that Alcoa played on natural grass. Uh, tonight, they're back on um, the familiar turf that is synthetic here at Sevier County. Yeah, beautiful stadium, Martin. As you mentioned, the backdrop is gorgeous. It's just like those in Blount County who know what it's like at Heritage High School. You've got mountains all around you, and this time there's not even block like Heritage High School. You've got the school part of the way, and the mountains the rest. It's you can just turn everywhere you look. There's mountains behind this backdrop. It is gorgeous. Uh, it's starting to get dark, so harder to see now. But a minute ago, when we first got here, Marty, I mean, you could just see the mountaintops all across, and it was absolutely gorgeous. Uh, but we are. Certainly uh, in a really nice place to be, great press box. And, again, as you mentioned, Marty, certainly many thanks to the athletic director for taking care of us. But uh, I'm excited to get this game going, and we're, uh, we're on our way there about another probably 15, 16 minutes, and uh, this game will be underway. It will be indeed as Alcoa is going through warm-ups. Uh, the backup quarterback uh, has started this year at times. Zach Lunsford's back in uniform tonight. Got his driver's license earlier this week and drove to school and practice for the first time. So congratulations to that young man and uh, a special thank you to his dad, Cliff, for following the Alabama football team in and taking pictures and videos of them as they unloaded at Nayland Stadium this afternoon. Uh, he listens in each and every week, he and his wife, Jamie. Uh, good. They've turned into really good friends. Got to meet the entire Lunchman family earlier this year. And uh, once again, a special thank you to him and glad to see Zach back in uniform and, and back on the field this evening and hopefully getting some prime time playing. Well, certainly some intriguing stories tonight, Marty. The return of Zach Lunsford, as you mentioned, had a chance to uh, be behind the wheel his first time to school earlier this week. We'll see if he's behind the wheel of this high-powered offense tonight on the football field. But also the other quarterback at hand that we talked about, Marty, Camden Burden, Kind of interesting, but in a sense, this is a return to Sevier County for him. Indeed it is. This is where he played his high school ball uh, through his freshman and sophomore year, played quarterback, decided he wanted to come to Alcoa. There were some things that happened uh, with his father that was employed up here, and they moved to Alcoa, and Cam basically told him, he goes, I don't want to play quarterback. I want to come here. I want to play defense. He is a very uh, – potentially he's a uh, – a division or BCS type player, if you will. He is one heck of a quarterback and has filled in admirably in the role in the absence of the recently departed Safdar McCrary and Lunsford, who last week was out with, with COVID restrictions, as well as the kicker, um, Jet Foley. So, as you said, he said it'll be a return to action. He was very familiar with the field and the setting here tonight, so uh, hopefully that will just zone him right into a good presence this evening as he leads uh, the Alcoa offense once again. I did see the uh, Buckles, the transfer from Catholic, warming up at the offense tonight, and he throws a very nice ball as well. So the quarterback position is well manned at Alcoa High School. A lot of talent in that position, Marty, and Marty, a lot of talent across the board as you look at no. some of these key players on the Alcoa We're football out. team. Zach Lunsford, as we mentioned, the sophomore quarterback, 42 of 59, 568 yards passing, completing 71% of his passes, six touchdowns, two interceptions. He also has 11 rushing attempts for 24 yards, a mod instant 
Thank you. Now, he's going to be one of the high-powered offenses that we're going to hear a lot about this season. Uh, the rest of the year you're going to be hearing about is Ahmad back from an ankle injury that he suffered earlier this season. He's been playing the last few games and playing well as he's got 78 carries, 587 yards, and 12 touchdowns, eight receptions, and 78 yards as well. And then another player to mention as we talk about him a lot, Braden Anderson, transferred from Maryville last season, played last year for Alcoa, now in his senior season. He's already eclipsed his numbers this year versus last year. Last year, only 13 receptions for 204 yards and two touchdowns. So far this year, 19 receptions, 335 yards, and five touchdowns. So a lot of key playmakers on this side of the football. Defensively, you're looking at Gray Carroll, Taheron Sutter, Solomon Tyson, all strong defensive linemen. Camden Burden playing that linebacker position, as Marty mentioned, wanted to play defense. He's gotten that opportunity, and he has done very well. And then, Marty, uh, the other key player I love to talk about each and every week that we said for a while has been so underrated, got hurt earlier this season, but has been back in action the last few weeks, is Major Newman. Indeed, and his presence has been known and was known very quickly. The first play from scrimmage that he reappeared into the Alcoa defense, he made the first tackle of the ball game. I think that was a couple of weeks ago against that might I think that was against Chattanooga Tyner or Northview Academy. Regardless, Heath, it's hard to believe that we have worked our way through the schedule and now we are in week ten, game number nine of the year. One game in the regular season remains. That is next Thursday at Dobbins Bennett. Um, we'll be here. All the call will be at or on 100.9 FM, or you can stream at WKVL.com. Uh, let's take a brief break of two minutes, and we'll be back with more of the Bob Ramsey pregame show, paid for by the committee to elect Bob Ramsey, Bob Ramsey treasurer, right after this. In Blunt County, we believe in faith, family, and football. That's what our neighbor Jerome Moon is fighting to protect in Nashville. A conservative who stands with our veterans, Jerome Moon cut taxes on groceries and created jobs for Blunt County families. Jerome increased funding for public schools, is endorsed by the NRA, and will never defund our police. Veteran, businessman, leader, Jerome Moon. Paid for by Jerome Moon for State House, Steve West Treasurer. West Chevrolet, doing business in Blunt County for 88 years. West Chevrolet is located on the airport motor mile and has been a leader in our community serving the good people of Blunt County for four generations. Whether you're looking to buy new, pre-owned, or get service for your automobile, think West Chevrolet. West Chevrolet is happy to partner with all the local high schools and wishes everyone a happy and safe fall season for your sport. Whether you're a tornado, rebel, mountaineer, or governor, you can find the auto, help, or service you need at West Chevrolet. Reach us at 970-9378 or online at westchevrolet.com. You can also find us on Facebook. We're here to serve the good people of Blunt County. We do what we say at West Chevrolet. Your smile. It's your business card. It's your approval. It's an expression of your love. Your smile is such an important part of who you are. So when we say simply extraordinary smiles, what we mean is simply an extraordinary you. At Everting Orthodontics, we offer five-star reviews, free consultations, and flexible payment options. With offices in Knoxville, Maryville, and Morristown, we've kept East Tennessee smiling for over 20 years. Visit us today at evertingortho.com. And for everything ortho, remember Everting Ortho. 
El Jimador Mexican Grill, authentic Mexican food in Maryville, Tennessee for the past 15 years. Open Sunday through Thursday, 11 a.m. to 10 p.m., Friday and Saturday, 11 a.m. to 10.30 p.m. El Jimador offers Monday through Friday lunch specials with their 15 minutes or free guarantee. Call your order in at 865-681-6040 and delivery is available. You'll enjoy a comfortable environment while gathering with family and friends at El Jimador Mexican Grill, located at 1705 East Lamar Alexander Parkway in Maryville, Tennessee. El Jimador Mexican Grill, a proud sponsor of Blunt County Sports. Bob Ramsey, State Representative, District 20, pregame show paid for by the committee to elect Bob Ramsey, Bob Ramsey, Treasurer. We are moments away from kickoff. They're getting ready to do the anthem. I thought that's what they were going to do earlier, uh, but instead, the Sevier County High School, or the at Sevier County High School, the Gatlinburg-Pittman team brings their team onto the field first, and they also observe the national anthem. So... Um, that being said, let's take another 90-second break, and we'll be back with more of the Bob Ramsey pregame show right after this. Pay for by the committee to elect Bob Ramsey, Bob Ramsey Treasurer. Whitlock & Company Certified Public Accountants features accounting services for individuals and businesses. Serving Blunt County for over 30 years, everything from income tax preparation services to personalized accounting plans for small businesses and large corporations with over 100 employees for a full range of accounting services, including payroll processing, bookkeeping, individual and business tax returns, Compilation, Review, and Assurance Services. It's Whitlock & Company, PC, 375 Fountain View Circle, in Alcoa, Tennessee, 37701. Phone 865-984-1040 or 865-981-9638 or visit Whitlock & online at whitlockcpa.com. We all want our loved ones to be safe. Denso in Maryville is at the forefront of creating technology for safer vehicles while keeping their employees safe with social distancing, face coverings, thermal screenings, and more. Join the exciting automotive market with Denso in a fast, challenging, clean, and safe environment. Starting hourly pay is more than $14 with an increase to more than $15 after 90 days, plus 401k, paid holidays, and vacation. Start your future now. Visit DenzoCareers.com production to apply. Equal Opportunity Employer. Welcome back to Sevier County High School. We, we are about six minutes away from kickoff as the Tornadoes prepare to do battle with the Highlanders of Gatlinburg-Pittman. Gatlinburg-Pittman, as we said earlier, enters tonight's contest with only one loss on the year. Two wins come by forfeit due to COVID, and they do have or eked out a very small victory 15 to 12 against Pigeon Forge. They will need to be a little better tonight if they intend on remaining undefeated. And it could get very interesting, Heath, as uh, it will be Kingston and Gatlinburg Pittman battling for that final 
not final, but that second-place spot in the region as we move to the playoffs in just two weeks. Yeah, it certainly is, Marty. And as we mentioned, I mean, we, we faced a Kingston team last week that there, there's just a big gap when it comes to the first and second place team in this region. I, I think everyone knows it. We talked about it a little bit last week with some other Kingston um, uh, fans as well, and it's, it's nothing against them. I mean, listen, Kingston's got a great football team. Uh, there's just a ton of talent on this Alcoa football team. We mentioned it a minute ago, but someone's got to get second. And right now it's between Kingston, Gallenberg, Tipman. Kingston's got one loss in the region. Gallenberg, Tipman, in my opinion, is about to get theirs. And it'll all come down to next week for those two as they play next Friday night. I, I would give that to Kingston because I think Kingston's going to take that one. I think they've got a pretty talented football team. But uh, first, we have to get through this week, and so does Gallenberg, Tipman. But they've got their hands full, as you mentioned, Marty. Alcoa coming into this ballgame 7-1. and one. 5-0 in region play, averaging 43 points a game, only allowing four. And right now, one of the teams ranked in the high school football America top 100. Um, there's a couple teams from East Tennessee this season in that so far, as Maribel at number 12, Brentwood Academy number 38, Oakland at 57, McCallie at 68, and then you've got Alcoa at 69. So a lot of teams from Tennessee making noise. Um, across the board when it comes to the high school football America top 100, which is pretty impressive. And, and I'll be honest, Alcoa is the best of all those teams. I really believe that. I, I believe Alcoa is better than Maryville. I know that's uh, putting a foot in my mouth since Maryville beat us 14-9 to at Maryville High School. Uh, that's a game I think Alcoa gifted to the Red Rebels. Uh, my hat's off to Maryville. They do what they need to do to win. They're well coached. They do not make mistakes, and as soon as you make one, they make you pay for it. Uh, I wish them the best tonight against McMahon County. Everybody's thinking it should be a close ball game. I'm going to take the Rebels uh, with a double-digit victory tonight there at Maryville High School. Um, also, Heath, as I look along this roster for the Highlanders, they have some really big bodies up front and on the offensive and defensive line. They've got some kids that go 304, one kid that goes 304, another kid that goes 240, another kid that goes 274, another one 245. They've got another 300-pounder at, at 315, and they've also got 235, 250, and 250. And another kid, I believe that's a tight end and defensive end, that is 240. So they are not missing any meals up front for the Highlanders. Well, Marty, I'd say they probably have their cornbread up here in uh, Sevier County. They're taken care of up in Gatlinburg as well. Um, but uh, maybe uh, a few too many trips to Fanny Barkles along the way <laughs> up in Gatlinburg. But, yeah, they've got some size, absolutely. You mentioned the, the young man, 6'4", 315. He's only a sophomore, and so uh, he's only going to get bigger and stronger. And he's, I'm sure, already a force on the offensive line. But, Marty, right now on the field, we've got the coin toss between Gallenberg, Pippen, and Alcoa. It looks like Camden Burden has come out for the Tornadoes. And, and Bryson Flynn is the kicker. Yeah, the kicker, the senior kicker for Gallenberg, Pippen, out for them. Um, looks like Alcoa won the toss, and they have elected to receive. So, the Tornadoes starting off on offense. And torna the Tornadoes will be wearing their road white jerseys with maroon numerals outlined in aluminum over aluminum-colored football pants, and the traditional aluminum-colored helmet with maroon face mask and maroon logos on each side. 
across the way or on the home side here in Sevier County, Gatlinburg-Pittman. They look a lot like the Pittsburgh Panthers. They have royal blue jerseys with white numerals outlined in yellow over solid white football pants with a blue stripe running down each side. And they have yellow gold helmets with their logo and royal on each side and yellow face mask with a blue stripe down the middle of the helmet. As Alcoa makes its way onto the field and to their sideline, Heath, we're about a minute away from kickoff here tonight at Copley Vickers Stadium. Should be a good one tonight as Alcoa has just broken through the cheerleader uh, signage and they have made their way to the sideline and both teams will get ready to come on the field in just a minute as Alcoa will be receiving and back to kick will be again, as we mentioned a minute ago, the captain tonight for Gatlinburg Pittman, number nine, Bryson Flynn, the 6'1", 170, senior kicker. And back to receive for Alcoa. We'll see as they're getting back on the field. Typically, you have players like Ahmad Sankey back there. I see Isaiah Cox. I see Ahmad uh-huh. Sankey. And Marty looks like the sophomore, yep. Jordan Harris. Indeed. And we are way, way away from the field. We've got good visibility up here, but as far as the numbers go, I'm going to need some help. As it will be Sevier County to kick off with the captain, Bryson Flynn, who goes 6'1", 170, and he is a senior. The officials are awaiting. I'm not sure what they're waiting, but it is now straight up seven or straight down 7:30. And we will now be underway as soon as the. I'm really not sure. This is a weird alignment for now. They'll break it, and they'll come to the line, and now they'll separate. Almost looked like they were going to onside kick it with the kind of the role the Cowboys used against the Falcons. Uh, now they'll go the, to the traditional lineup, and Alcoa will be set to receive. 12 minutes on the clock, and we are now underway. The kick is high, end over end, will be fielded on a hop at the five by, I Jordan believe, Harris. Jordan Harris. He takes, he's got a blocker. He hits the seam, and he'll be out to the 30-yard line where the Alcoa Tornadoes will take over first down and 10. Now coming out at quarterback, Marty, looks like Camden Burden will be out at quarterback to start the game. I'm sure we will see Zach Lunsford, who has returned from being out for the last few weeks. We'll probably see him later in tonight's ballgame. But Camden Burden gets the start tonight on his former field here at Sevier County. Indeed, with 11.52 left, first and 10 Tornadoes at their own 30-yard line, and it is Burden, at quarterback. I believe that's Bonham beside him in the backfield, and there's two receivers to the right, one to the left, and a tight end. And uh, snap is high. Burden does a good job smacking it down and back to him, and he'll just basically go off tackle to the left, and he'll take it out to the 40 and be pushed out of bounds as he gets to the 41-yard line, and he'll pick up a Dwight Price of Realty Executives first down a great job ad-libbing there by the Alcoa quarterback 
Yeah, snapped a little high, but luckily there, third and almost going back, looking like a receiver with the Odell Beckham one-handed catch, and then bringing it down and able to make something happen as he does here with his legs. Dwight Price, a realty executive's first down for Alcoa, and they're here on their first offensive drive, ball at the 40-yard line. Tight end to the right, two receivers right, one left, one back and bottom, who will get the football. He takes it off tackle, huge hole, and he's off to the races. He, wow. He's at the 30, 20. 10, and into the purple rectangle for a quick Alcoa 6 and an Everding Orthodontics touchdown tornadoes. What a run, Marty. Is The bottom has really started to emerge more on this offense. Uh, was strictly defense earlier in the season, but as the season has progressed and you saw the ankle injury of Ahmad Sankey, <clears throat> you've seen bottom start to take a bigger role. And uh, one of the things that's certainly shown, Marty, is, man, he is fast. He is really fast. I mean, that hole was big enough to drive a car through. But once he hit it, he was gone. He got through that first level, but then on the second level, Marty missed one defender and then no one could catch it. No, he was off to the races. And Jet Foley's PAT is up and doing. And with 11.33 left to go in the first, it's quickly Alcoa 7, Gatlinburg-Pittman 0. Back in 30 seconds with more action from Sevier County High School. If you have property to sell or you're looking to buy, call Dwight or Sarah Price at the Dwight Price Group Realty Executive Associates, and they can help with all of your real estate needs. Remember that no one sells more. Call 888-SOLD, which is 888-7653, or go to DwightPrice.com. The right home with the right price. All right. Bear County High School with the tragically hip and a 7 nothing Alcoa lead as the Tornadoes and Jet Foley are set to kick off to the Highlanders of Gatlinburg-Pittman. And Gatlinburg-Pittman has two men back deep. Deep one is Ethan Stennett, and the other is number, the single-digit number. Doesn't tell you a whole lot there, does it, listener? I believe that's Pierce Hammonds. And the kickoff will be to that side, and Hammonds will have it. He'll turn, return it to the 25, the 30, the 35, and out to the 40-yard line, and a good return. That was actually number eight, who we do not have a name for. Actually, it was Jarek Goins. So, a nice return by Jarek. And the Highlanders have good field position at their own 41st and 10, and we'll see if they answer the early touchdown by the Tornadoes. They'll be in a shotgun with a wing to the right, two receivers to the right, one left and one back in the backfield. Who gets the football? Looks like a great Carroll jump. Yeah, it does, and that's going to be three, five yards, and he's done that a lot this year. Yeah, a little excitement, Marty. He had to miss the first game or two uh, coming back from an injury, and uh, so uh, he seemed a little jittery at the beginning of the year, just kind of some pregame jitters because he was so excited to be back on the field. Um, but, yeah, I think you're seeing the same thing. He just wants to get to that quarterback. Yeah, he'll do it. Be patient. He will get there tonight, and he'll he'll be in the backfield – probably as often as some of the running backs for the Highlanders. 
And the give is going to be busted and blown up, sir. And that'll be Solomon Tyson there first, followed by Shane Bonham and other tornadoes. And that'll be a one-yard loss on the play for the Highlanders. And it'll set up second down and six as they face a seven-to-nothing deficit early here at Sevier County High School. We are at Sevier County, but this is a Gatlinburg-Pittman home game. They moved it here so there will be more fans to attend due to COVID restrictions. Shotgun, three receivers right, one left, one back, and it's thrown quickly on a screen and caught and complete. And then Ronald Jackson quickly on the spot for the tackle to pass out to Houston Bird, and he'll take it out to about the 47. They'll gain three on the play. It'll set up third down and three. Nice catch that time by the 5'9 junior wide receiver, Bird, to bring up that third and short. And a good job getting the ball out of his hands quickly, Marty, as the quarterback's going to have to do that tonight with the pressure of the Alcoa Tornado. They will indeed, and it will be 4-3 defense for the Tornadoes. Three receivers left, none to the right, but there is a tight end to the right and one back in the backfield as Gatlinburg-Pittman moves left to right on your listing device. And a quick throw over the middle and to a tight end, or the slot, number 11, that is Ethan Stennett, and he'll pick up yardage inside Alcor territory to about the 48-yard line, and that will move the chains and give Sevier County a first down. A good play that time by the by the uh, Gatlinburg-Pittman excuse me, quarterback as he sees his slot open late across the middle and just kind of just tosses it out to him and it'll be a pickup of four yards as the officials are trying to sort something out. No flag on the play. They're going to pick it up. I never saw it in the first place. And that will be a first down for Sevier County. And they now have the ball in Pigeon, Gatlinburg-Pittman as they now have the ball in Alcoa territory. I will be – the fact that we're up here in Sevier County, I promise you that won't be the last gap that I make tonight as the Tornadoes are playing Gatlinburg-Pittman. Ten minutes left exactly in the first quarter. 7 nothing Alcoa. Sevier County with the football at the Alcoa 49-yard line. Two receivers left, one right, one wing to the right, and a running back in the backfield with the quarterback. That's number 12, Christian Hoffman. And the give goes up the middle to number Connor Reagan. A big back, 6'1", 215. He's a senior. He takes it down to the Alcoa, 46. So they'll pick up three yards on first down. This is a good-looking football team, he's. Yeah, and a really good coach as well, Marty, as they are well-coached. They they have a really nice system. And they're, as we mentioned, they're typically one of the, the upper teams in the region. It usually comes down between them and Austin East for second place every single season. And it's going to be a pop pass to number two. That's Orr. And Orr will take it forward out to about or down to about the 44-yard line. So another three yards on second down. We'll set up third down and about five. So maybe just a couple of yards on, the, on that play, on the little pop pass. It's basically a jet screen that's just pitched forward. Or a jet sweep that's pitched forward. 8.39 left and it's GP with football at the Alcool 44-yard line. Third down, watch Gray Carroll come off the edge right here. And 
Pigeon Forge here in Sevier County wants to talk this third down over. They'll take a timeout. We'll take it with them. We'll be back with more of the Twin City Certified in Maryville Game of the Week after this and after telling you the scores, Alcoa 7, GP 0. Not satisfied with your current pest control service or looking to get that process started? Call Heath Barberry at Common Sense Pest Control, providing outstanding protection of your health and property while delivering exceptional customer service right here in Blount County. Available services include general pest, mosquito, and rodent control, as well as termite protection and much, much more. For personalized service, call Heath Barberry at 865-389-7412 or email info at commonsensepc.com. Again, phone number is 865 865- 389-7412. Also, find them on Facebook at Common Sense Pest Control. And remember, if you want bugs dead, you've got to use Common Sense. Well, it's finally fall, and now's the time to refinance your home mortgage. If you've purchased a home in the last few years, gotten a divorce, gotten remarried, need to pay some bills, or make home improvements, or you just need to save some money each month, call me, Lee Franks, with Volunteer Home Mortgage at 865-238-7500, And let's run some numbers. Rates are at historic lows, and we might save you some money. I'm Lee Franks with Volunteer Home Mortgage, 865-238-7500, NMLS 164125. It's going to be Hoffman looking for Stennett on a post pattern and overthrown, and he, he had him open. A step behind Ronald Jackson, but it's overthrown. And now Pittman on to punt, and the, the snap is bad. And the punter drops the ball as he tried to pick it up. Alcoa's got it now and will take it down. Is that Braden Anderson that takes it to the five-yard line? No, Marty, I'm trying to see the number right now. It might Ballman. have been Braxton Ballman. I believe it is 45 Ballman. And Hedgey on the play, the punter should have just fallen on the ball. He tried to pick it up. It was a terrible snap, not his fault. But regardless, Bryce and Flynn in a world of trouble from the outset and just disastrous for the Highlanders now as the Tornadoes have the ball at their five-yard line. They will set up in the common-sense pest control red zone first and go at the five with 8.08 left and the seven-to-nothing lead. Well, Marty, not only should he have picked it up or fallen on it um, so that way he didn't lose any more yardage, but Marty, he probably should have fallen on it for his own health. Right. As he kept chasing it, and finally when he got a hold of it and came up, Ray Carroll just absolutely crushed him. He came over to the sideline holding us back. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't good for the young man, and it's a quick give, just off tackle, out of the I formation to Ahmad Sankey. He takes it down to about the two-yard line where it will be second down and goal with 7.54 left and Alcor leading 7 to nothing. I formation again. Power eye, not power eye, but stack eye. Same play, the ball goes to Sankey. He'll pick up maybe a half a yard. He'll get it inside the two down to about the one. Wow, Marty, got a Denzo uh, scoreboard update for you. That's a little surprising. Heritage takes the opening drive 85 yards and leads Udawa 6-0. to zero with 7.32 remaining here in the first quarter. They've got to try to find a, a place kicker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if they missed the extra point. Or it was blocked, actually. Excuse me. Stack eye, burden under center, two tight ends. The give is to Sankey again. He'll just take it up the one hole and take it into the purple rectangle 
for another Everding Orthodontics touchdown tornadoes with 7.05 left to go. And Ahmad Sankey with his 13th touchdown of the season. Last year had 18, and I have a feeling before this is all said and done this year, he'll eclipse that. Yeah, I would think so as well as Jet Foley now is on to kick the extra point to push the lead to 14 to nothing with 7.05 left to go in the first. The snap, the set, the kick, all of it's perfect. And Alcoa now leads 14 to nothing with 7.05 left to go in the first quarter. Let's take a 30-second break. We'll be back with the Alcoa kickoff right after this. You're listening to Twin Cities Certified. Yeah, it's that time in East Tennessee. Football time in Tennessee. Hello, friends from Twin City Certified Used Cars, Trucks, and SUVs. If you're in the market for a light new pre-owned vehicle, let Smiley Riley and Twin City Certified in Maribel be the choice. Over 600 pre-owned to choose from. It's auto buying made easy. 865-980-2600 or click TwinCityCertified.com. See you soon at Twin City Certified in Maribel. We are back at Spear County High School where the Tornadoes lead the Highlanders of GP 14 to nothing with 7.05 left to go. And as Heath brought you a surprising score earlier, the Tornadoes, Stephen Cooper told me to watch this. Stephen Cooper of BluntPressRow.com. Said he had a good feeling about the tornadoes tonight, and hopefully his feeling is true. You're talking as about the, the Mountaineers? As the Denso scoreboard has the Mountaineers leading 6 to nothing. What did I say? I said the tornadoes. I'm all over the place tonight. I beg your pardon. We're, a little, we're a little frazzled to start this game, but we'll get in our groove. The kick angled toward the right sideline, fielded at the 15 mm-hmm. by number 15. That is Jarake Goins. And he's 5'10", 160-pound sophomore, and he takes it out to the 25, a return of 10 yards. As the freshman quarterback, Christian Hoffman, 6'3", a buck 85, leads the Highlanders back onto the field. And, Heath, you had noticed that earlier, and his arm strength, size, and poise says anything but a freshman. Yeah, very impressive. The young man... 6'3", 185, freshman quarterback. They've certainly got a bright future here in Gallenberg-Pittman. 66 completions out of 118 attempts. Has thrown 910 yards, 14 touchdowns, and only six interceptions so far this season. And it is going to be a give to the long back in the backfield out of a shotgun on first down, and it is to number four again. That is Connor Reagan, and he'll pick up nothing and lock it. The second and 10 with 641 left in the first quarter. Alcoa commanding a 14 to nothing lead. Marty, another Denzo scoreboard update. Oak Ridge running back Kendall Jackson runs one yard into the end zone. And Oak Ridge extends their lead over Powell 14 to 0 with 426 remaining in the first quarter. That's an interesting score. Powell's had a pretty good season so far. They have, and that is a little surprising as the Throw quickly goes out to number 88, Reese Cole. He's 6'4", 240 pounds, and he gets up hobbled as he was tackled hard there. I believe that was Cam Burden on the tackle, and he made the tight end pay the price there on a six-yard gain. It's now third down and four with 5.52 remaining in the first, Alcoa leading 14 to nothing. Shotgun. 
tight end and wing to the right. A receiver now motion left to right. And a give to the running back to the right. And he'll turn the corner and get out past the 35 to about the 36-yard line. Goes Reagan. And he'll pick up a Highlanders first down on just a very well-designed play that time. They just outnumbered the Tornadoes and took advantage and picked up the first down out to the 37-yard line. Nice run that time as the Highlanders trying to get something going on offense. They had a little bit of momentum last offensive drive, Marty, but uh, that third down should have been a touchdown as he had the receiver had a few steps on the defender, but Hoffman just a little bit too much mustard on that one and went past him and it went in complete force from the punt. We'll see what they do here. Same formation, same motion, and the give to the other side this time to Reagan, and he may get back to the line of scrimmage. may pick up about a half a yard. And that'll be it. Yeah, back to the line of scrimmage and nothing else doing, Heath. Right there to meet him, Marty, and make that tackle. A really nice open field tackle was the linebacker, Major Newman. We talked about him in the pregame show. Newman, a young man who's been very talented. Now, we've noticed that since last season. We talked about how underrated he is. Coming in as a junior linebacker, a lot of expectations, especially after the first game or two, seeing how talented he was. Got injured in the Maryville game. Uh, very scary injury, but luckily is back, healthy, and performing very well. And back there in the backfield looks like that Summerall and another tornado that is Bonham putting the pressure on the Highlander quarterback, and he's able to just get rid of it to live to play another down. But not a lot doing as uh, the Tornadoes had coverage downfield and they had the quarterback covered as well. And it is Hoffman into the huddle. Now it's a line of scrimmage with his Highlanders. They'll send three receivers to the left, one to the right. They'll have one back. With him in the backfield, that's Reagan, as he'll work from a shotgun. He looks, surveys, he rears back and throws, and almost picked off by Ronald Jackson, who cannot believe he didn't bring that ball down. So just a little too much hair on that ball, Heath, and it overthrows his receiver on the quick slant. Well, and again, this young man is only a freshman. These are some mistakes we're seeing made from him that I think as he matures and as he develops, he'll start to get a little bit more accurate. He'll start to able to manage that arm strength and know when to just sling it and know when to kind of put a little little less touch or a little less power on it, a little more touch. Um, that time incomplete. This time, Marty, a successful snap to the punter, and he's able to get it off. He killed it, and Ronald Jackson makes the catch. He's looking for the wall to the right. He gets there and breaks one tackle, Heath, and he's off to the races. He's got an entourage down the field, but I do believe a flag was thrown back at the turn, and this one, as beautiful as it was, may come back. Yeah, I think it is going to come back, Marty. Either a block in the back or maybe a hold on this uh, punt return team. We'll wait the referee's call here in just a moment, though. And he is standing, the official is, at the Alcoa 31. That's where the infraction occurred. And they'll probably mark off 10 yards from that spot. And Al Cole will still have the ball in the purple rectangle. They'll have it back at their own 21-yard line. So instead of being 21 to nothing, they'll have to earn it. Marty, I don't think they'll have any trouble doing that. Now, a beautiful punt. Oh, yeah. 
and very high and, and should have been covered. But Alcoa does such a good job when they are able to execute punt returns. And it's just night and day the past couple of weeks of what the punt return team has done compared to how atrocious it was earlier in the year. Yeah, much improved. It's nice to see um, the returners actually catching the football and trying to do something with it instead of getting out of the way and letting it roll. Bird in the shotgun. Bonham, the, ooh, the snap was high again and was pulled in, and Braden Anderson gets the pass, and they're going to be a hold call on Isaiah Cox at the 26. and wasn't really needed either, Heath. But he was trying to free his buddy up so he could get to the sideline, and it would have been a first down, but this one will come back and push Alcoa deeper into their own territory. I think Cox felt like he got right in between the shoulder pads and was kind of driving and moving him, but I guess they're saying he held on just a little bit too long. Got the holding penalty, and you are correct, Mark. You're going to move Alcoa in the wrong direction, as now that's uh, two straight penalties for the Tornadoes, one on the punt return and now one on first down, moving them closer and closer to the wrong end zones. Right, and that'll be at the 15-yard line. It'll be now first down and 11, so not much of a difference there. But, however, you're right, he two straight penalties on two straight plays with 4.08 left in the first quarter. Alcoa does lead 14 to nothing with the football. And it'll be Burden and Shotgun. He's got two backs this time, Sankey and Bottom. He'll turn, he'll give the ball to Sankey. Sankey looks for a block. He makes a stiff arm. Then he runs over a guy on the edge and pushes forward and up and out and down at about the 18. So he picks up about three on the play. It'll set up second down and eight. Sankey with a little power run right there, Heath, as he bowled over the cornerback there on the edge and was able to pick up about three yards on the carry. Three and a half minutes left to go in the first quarter, Alcoa leading 14 to nothing with the football. Burden with Sankey in the backfield. Two receivers right, a tight end to the right, and one to the far side of the field. And the give is to Sankey. Big hole. He's got some room and is brought down by an ankle tackle at the 30-yard line. That will move the chains, and that will be a Dwight Price of Realty Executive first down. You're listening to the Twin City Certified in Maryville Game of the Week. 310 now left in the first quarter. Alcool with the football, 23 seconds on the play clock. Alcoa breaks the huddle. They'll send Sankey now out wide to the right. And they'll have Ford, and it looks like Cox to the left with a tight end to the left and one back and bottom. Looks quickly over the middle to Jackson, or excuse me, Cox, and a little too high, a little bit of alligator arms there as he heard footsteps over the middle. Going to bring up second and 10 for Alcoa now as it's 243 remaining here in the first. Alcoa 14, Gallenberg Pittman 0. And, uh, you know, Marty, a little slow start on this drive for the Tornadoes. A couple penalties, incomplete pass. I think he's running well, but uh, the rest of the team's still kind of trying to get going. Indeed, and with the exception of Bottom, who had a 59 yard touchdown to start the scoring for the Tornadoes tonight, as it is. Burden and shotgun, one back and bottom with him who will get the ball right up the middle. He'll push the pile forward. 
it's a really strong run by that young man, and he'll get it out to the 43-yard line and pick up mm, about seven yards on the carry. It'll be third down and three with 2.20 remaining in the first quarter. Alcoa leading 14 to nothing. Alcoa very slowly and deliberately moving this football. The drive started at the 16, then with a penalty, went back to the 15, and now they are out near the, their own 40. And under center goes Burden with two receivers and a tight end and eye formation, and it'll be Sankey getting the ball. He'll follow a block by his fullback, Bonham, and he'll get it out past the 40, out to the 44-yard line. And that'll be another Dwight Price of Realty Executives first down for the Tornadoes. You're listening to the Twin City Certified in Maryville Game of the Week. Go see Riley Trapp on 411 South there in Maryville. He'll hook you up with a good, clean, affordable, certified pre-owned vehicle. Also like to uh, give a shout-out to my friend Tom Hodge who hooked me up with a parking pass tomorrow for the Tennessee-Alabama game. Nice. Burden back, quickly screens out to Anderson. Anderson, what a juke, and makes the first man miss. And then the pursuit catches up with him, but not until he moves the ball out to midfield and picks up about five on first down. And, Marty, I'd really like to see them let Anderson just run a fly pattern past that cornerback out there where he's got about a three- to four-inch height advantage and let Burden just throw it down the field and let him go up and get it. Burden's got really long arms, too. Well, and Anderson's got some wheels on him. I mean, or, no, I meant Anderson, uh, right? Yeah, yeah, but look, I mean, look at that height advantage. I think it's maybe six one, six foot versus about six four in Anderson. And there's going to be time called on the field. Alcoa with a little confusion on second six. with 46 seconds left to go on the first. They lead 14 to nothing. Let's take a Lloyd's Lawn Care timeout of 60 seconds. We'll be back after this message. You're listening to the Twin City Certified in Maryville Game of the Week. Hi, I'm Bob Ramsey, and I am running for re-election to represent District 20 in the Tennessee State Legislature. It has been an honor to represent the interest of Blount County in Nashville. The history and development of our community are at the forefront of the decision I am asked to make in the legislature. Throughout my years of service, your calls, emails, and letters have played a large part in the decisions I have made. With your dedicated civil engagement and insight, I have continued to introduce support and pass legislation you have asked for resulting in growth and progress. There is still much to be done, especially in these unprecedented times before us. Proven leadership and know-how is imperative as we address the difficult issues that lay ahead. When I say your choice for your voice, that means I will continue to fight for your choices. I have yet to waver in my commitment to speak for all of Blount County the best way I know how. I thank you and appreciate your support as we continue to move Blunt County forward. I'm Bob Ramsey, and I approve this message. The shotgun, it'll be a sweep to the right with Bonham. He'll turn the corner. He'll get it up to the 42-yard line. It'll be about two yards shy of a first down as the Tornadoes come to the line of scrimmage on third and two. Maybe the last, or will definitely be the last play of the quarter. I formation, two receivers, one to each side, a tight end to the left. And the give will be to the left to Sankey. He's got a big hole. He's the 40. Sidesteps one tackle, goes 
down and near the 35 where he will pick up the Dwight Price of Realty Executives first down. Another nice run that time by Sankey. Sankey having a nice night, Marty. I mean, we talked about Bonham early on having a good game, but you look at Sankey and some of his stats so far, he has uh, certainly been very impressive. Uh, taking a look at those right now, Marty, Sankey's got seven carries for 39 yards and a touchdown, averaging 5.6 yards a carry. And, uh, Marty, uh, that means you hand it to him twice and you've already got yourself a first down. That's not a, not a bad little stat there for that young man. No, it's not. And that's the end of the first quarter. Let's take another 60-second break. We'll be back with second quarter action on the Twin City Certified in Maryville Game of the Week right after these messages. If you own a SUV or light truck, finding the perfect tire just got a whole lot easier. Let Stevenson Tire show you what the Yokohama Geolander HT Geo 56 can do for your daily drive. Thanks to an advanced all-season compound and unique tread features, it's one of the longest-lasting light truck tires on the road. And not only is it built for exceptional all-weather handling, but it's also designed to provide an amazingly quiet and comfortable ride. All this and a mileage warranty up to 70,000 miles. Check out the Yokohama Geolander HD Geo 56 at Stevenson Tire today. 2411 East Broadway Avenue, Maryville, 983-1621. And see what could be the perfect tire for your light truck or SUV. On first and 10 from the 36-yard line, Burden drops, rears back, aims, as you called it, Heath, for... Anderson, the ball incomplete, but blatant pass interference against the Highlanders, and that'll give the Tornadoes 15 yards and another Dwight Price of Realty Executives first down. That'll get the Tornadoes really close to the common sense pest control red zone. Well, Marty, uh, unfortunately, they're going to call pass interference on the Tornadoes, offensive pass interference on Braden Anderson. They're going to say that he pushed off the defender trying to go up and make that grab. But, Marty, honestly, I thought that was a pretty tight coverage by the defender. And Anderson was just trying to get open. I didn't see a push off there. I'm kind of surprised they made that call. I'm really surprised from what I see. But I'm a long way from the accident. We're really high up here at Sevier County High School. Beautiful press box and setting, but uh, not good for my eyes. <laughs> Burden and a shotgun. In motion comes Cox. He will get the ball in the jet sweep. He's got a huge hole. Turns it upfield, out, and down finally as he's inside the 50, inside the 45. Dropped at the 44-yard line. So that will set up second down now and about 19. Alcoa had second and 25, so a pickup of about six yards on the play for Cox and the Tornadoes back on the prowl. Burden in a shotgun. Sankey's alone setback with him as Bonham and Cox are flanked out to the right, and I believe that's Anderson to the left. And right up the middle goes Sankey, and he's inside the 40, down to about the 38-yard line. So back close to the original line of scrimmage, uh, but it'll, have, it'll be third down and about 12 or 13 on the next snap. First time Alcoa's had third and long all night. Mm -hmm. 
I'd almost try that pass of uh, Braden Anderson again right here. Uh, this week would have marked the 70th birthday of Tom Petty. Wow. Tom Petty, just a great artist. Going way too soon. You know, finished his last tour with a broken hip. Mm. And he was on some pain medication. That ultimately led to his death. As Alcoa comes to line, excuse me, has receivers wide to the right. And somebody wanted timeout. No, delay of game against the Tornado. So he's just a sloppy game thus far by the Tornadoes. They've had at least four penalties now, and it's cost them not a lot, but, but cost enough. Cost them a touchdown. Right. Cost them a punt return touchdown. Five uh, penalties, I think, now. Yeah, five penalties so far for Alcoa tonight, and one of those prevented them from a punt return touchdown. Those five penalties, Marty, amassed 45 yards so far for the Tornadoes. As this time, Alcoa continuing to move in the wrong direction as Burden drops back, tries to escape pressure, but he is sacked by Gatlinburg Pittman, and Alcoa will be forced to punt. Yeah, as he dropped back, he was um, dropped by the linebacker, Jacob Ferguson, who came on a blitz. Nobody picked him up, and by the time Burden saw him, it was just too late as he's brought down at midfield with 9.55 left to go in the first half. Alcoa leading 14 to nothing, and now Braden Anderson will be on the punt. Back deep for the Highlanders, I believe that's number 15. The punt's away. It's a good one. It's going to drove the Highlander back. He should have made the catch. Now it's going to take an Alcoa roll and finally be downed at the Highlander five-yard line. Actually, that was number 11, Ethan Stennett, who basically just backed away from the ball, Heath. He could have, should have caught a fair catch. It was kicked right to him, and instead he just gave way, and good for the Tornadoes, as now the Highlanders will be stuck in terrible field position in the shadow of their own goalpost. 9.25 left to go in the first half. It's 14 to nothing. Tornadoes on the Twin City Certified in Maryville game of the week. Shotgun. And it's a pop pass again to number two. Uh. That is Orr. And Caleb Carlos Orr basically is going to get hemmed in and dropped for a loss back at about the two-yard line. A loss of three on the play. Good job defensively by the Tornadoes. They saw that one coming. Yeah moving them closer to that end zone. And Sevierville is going to have to be, or excuse me, Calvary Pittman is going to have to be really careful here. Second and about two, um, either trying to get this football up the field a little bit because if they try to pass it, that quarterback is going to have to look out because if he gets sacked, he's looking at a potential safety. He is indeed, and he's in a shotgun. They're going to give it. Ball dropped. Nope, but given to the running back, and I don't know if he got out of the end zone, Heath. Looks like the spotter is going to give him an inch or two just outside of it. The whole football has to get past the goal line where it's a safety. They're going to say he got out just a hair out of the end zone. That ball is basically resting right on the goal line, Heath. Third down. If I'm them right here, I basically just try to do a silent snap quarterback sneak and just try to give my punter enough for him to get it off right here. Yeah, I completely agree with you, Marty. You've got to give him some room. The poor kid got blasted earlier, and now you're giving him even more of a disadvantage, putting him in his end zone. 
shotgun motion comes over. The give is to the running back. That's Reagan. He goes out. Got a another inch. Yeah, maybe <laughs> maybe another inch if, if anything. But now your punter works on will be working with a ten yard snap instead of the usual twelve to fifteen. And look for Greg Carroll to swat this one out of the back of the end zone right here. I'm going to call block punt. Both teams getting set up right here. Greg Carroll on one end. He's got Luke Summerall on the other. They're going to try to get back there and block this. Uh, they were setting up a return. It's going to be a yeah. wall to the left, and it's going to be Cox trying to find it, and he gets one block, makes a move, makes another move, and runs other over another Highlander as he gets to about the 37-yard line. So Isaiah Cox with a nice return of about – 10 yards, puts Alcoy in good field position at the 37. Well, first positive thing about this time around is no flag on the punt return, so that's good, and we'll see if Alcoa can get things going here and right the ship offensively. I was on the last offensive drive. Alcoa, a couple penalties, then a sack in the backfield forced Alcoa to punt. First time, probably, Marty, since, what, the, has it been the Maryville game since Alcoa's punted the football? It's been a while. Yeah. Crossbuck, give to Bonham, and Bonham is going to be stood up and dropped at the line of scrimmage. He may lose a yard on the carry. A good defensive effort that time by GP, as it'll force Alcoa into a second down and 12. And, and Heath, this is the same part of the field that Alcoa was in last time when they started going backward. Well, giving this defense of the Highlanders a little bit of juice right now. And, Marty, uh, momentum is a real thing, and right now Gallenberg Pittman's got a little bit of it. Uh, indeed, they do. 6.35 remaining in the first half, 14 to nothing. Alcoa, shotgun, give to Harris, and he goes nowhere. He may get a yard, but the front seven now of the Highlanders really bringing it now against the Tornadoes, as now Alcoa will again have a third down and 11. And look for maybe a quarterback sneak right here from uh, – Marty, yeah, that's Lunsford in the game. Yeah, this offensive drive, Zach Lunsford in the game. So uh, another third down and long for Alcoa, but a new quarterback. And Zach Lunsford is at the helm. He'll get a chance to throw it here. He's in the shotgun. Three receivers, a tight end, and a running back. Throws it out in the flat to Harris, who makes the first man miss. Turns it upfield. Gets, I believe, Heath with the last effort. He's going to pick up the first down. He does as he gets outside the 26-yard line. Just a great one-man show right there by Jordan Harris as he picks up the Dwight Price of Realty Executives first down. Yeah, really nice move that time in the open field. Harris might have only gotten one or two yards, but a little juke and jive gave him a few extra steps, and then he was able to drive the defender forward and get past the, the sticks. So first down for the Tornadoes, and a really good job that time by the young sophomore. And it is going to be Lunsford throwing to the pylon wow. and picks up the receiver. That is Braden Anderson. Anderson for a touchdown as he takes it into the purple rectangle. And that's another Everding orthodontic touchdown, Tornadoes. But there's a flag on the play. He said maybe on the defense. I'm not sure. We'll see what the Tornadoes do. But that was a beautifully thrown ball right there by Zach Lunsford as he hit Braden Anderson basically with just an alley-oop pass. 
and it completely turned the defensive back around, and that would have been a touchdown. But it is going to be against oh, Alcoa. You hate to see that. That was a nice kind of deep over the shoulder throw that was a little bit kind of back shoulder. Anderson turned and saw it, and then basically took, just started walking backwards, caught it, and then walked backwards right into the end zone. But it was a really nice play. Defender had no clue where that ball was, and unfortunately, the beautiful pass by Zach Lunsford is negated as penalty on the play by Alcoa moves them in the wrong direction. Indeed, back to the 37-yard line, and another penalty has cost Alcoa another seven points. 5-16 to go in the first half. Lunsford in at quarterback and a shotgun. Two backs, and it'll be Sankey getting the ball and following his blocker. That's actually Ron Jordan Harris. Harris with the ball and wow. with a touchdown as he falls into the purple rectangle. And he's a big hole up front and also picked up a block downfield from his fullback, Bonham, and then just plows over a couple of Highlanders for another six-pointer and Everding Orthodontics touchdown for the Tornadoes. Nice run by the sophomore. As, uh, you know, Marty, for a few games there, we really didn't hear much from him. But uh, tonight, you see him start off with bottom, you see them go to Sankey, and then you see Harris starting to insert himself back into this offense. A really nice touchdown and a great run by the young sophomore. Now the extra point is up. The extra point is doing for Alcoa. So now your score... 505 remains here in the second quarter. Alcoa 21, Gallenberg Pittman 0. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in just a minute. We all come from any walks of life, but no matter where you come from, the Blunt Partnership's goal is to always ensure you and your business are our top priority. In Blunt County, you are family. In the foothills of the Smoky Mountains, there is no greater place to plan a business and raise a family. We'd love to pair up with you and plan for the days ahead. Here, you can have it all at BluntPartnership.com. We are back. And the Highlanders just got crisscrossed by Jordan Harris for another touchdown that puts Alcoa up 21 to nothing with 5.05 before the half. And, and he, I think Alcoa gets one more score before we go to intermission. Yeah, I think so too, Marty. And the thing that really stinks here is it should at least be 28 to zero um, right now. But Alcoa, as we mentioned, a few penalties have really hurt them tonight. And you know Coach Rankin's going to be talking about that as a half. And so far they've got six penalties for 55 yards in this ball game. He is not going to be a happy camper. But Alcoa kicks the ball off, and it is returnable. As now Gallenberg Pittman has the football. They get past the 10, the 15, past the 20, and they'll finally be taken down at the 22-yard line. And that is where this Highlander offense will take over. Indeed, with 4.58 left to go in the first half. Alcoa leading 21 to nothing. The Highlanders with the football and looking to try to get something going offensively. They've not had a whole lot doing to that as far as yardage goes. And it will be the Highlanders to the line of scrimmage. It will be the freshman Hoffman barking out the signals as he's in a shotgun. 
Actually, that's a new quarterback in the game now, and the new quarterback is Matt with an Oski, and that is the freshman, number seven. Elijah Cannon. Elijah Cannon stepping in front of the first ball thrown by Houston Bird, and he takes it back for a touchdown. But, Heath, there's another flag on the play. And, Marty, you just hate to see it as Alcoa with another nice touchdown, and now that's going to be three touchdowns called back because of penalties tonight for the Tornadoes. And we're going to see what the call is. It's going to be a chop block against the Highlanders, so the score will remain on the board. And Alcoa now moves to a 27 to nothing advantage pending the PAT. Or have they, yeah, the, the PAT is pending now. I thought they were going to bring the Alcoa offense out and say he was tackled shy, but he easily got it into the end zone. And it'll be declined, the chop block will. And it'll be ensuing, I think, on the ensuing kickoffs where they'll mark that penalty off as now Foley comes in to kick the PAT. 27 nothing now, Alcoa. 4.48 left to go in the first. And Foley on now to kick. They've sorted things out on the field. We've sorted them out up here. The kick up. The kick doing out of the hold of Heaton, and Jet Foley extends the lead now to 28 to nothing with 4:48 left to go. And Heath, we may get mercy rule before halftime with a quick score there by the Tornadoes and the Tornado defense. Yeah, Marty, uh, we thought it would at least be 28. We got that right, but yeah, you're right. There's still plenty of time on this board as 4:48 remaining the second quarter. Certainly, at least one more, potentially two. If uh, Gallenberg Pittman's offense's drive end as quickly as that one did. Oh, that one was a hiccup. And it will be Alcoa set to kick. Let's take a 30 second break, and we'll be back with more of the Twin Cities Certified Marable Game of the Week after this. Your smile. It's your business card. It's your approval. It's an expression of your love. Your smile is such an important part of who you are. So when we say simply extraordinary smiles, what we mean is simply an extraordinary you. At Everting Orthodontics, we offer five-star reviews, free consultations, and flexible payment options. With offices in Knoxville, Maryville, and Morristown, we've kept East Tennessee smiling for over 20 years. Visit us today at evertingortho.com. And for everything ortho, remember Everting Ortho. Alcoa is set to kick off with a 28-0 lead over the Highlanders with 4.48 left to go in the second quarter. And uh, he, it could be a lot worse for the Highlanders. Thank goodness that for them that they had a couple of penalties called against the Tornadoes. It's going to be a kick. It's, it's actually rather deep. And after the Fumbled out of bounds on the return by number two. I believe that's Carlos Orr. And that will now set up a first and ten now for the Highlanders at their own 12-yard line. But the penalty marked off after the chop block by the Highlanders on the interception return. And Alcoa got the kick from the GP 45-yard line. And because of that and the pooch kick, the Highlanders are forced into bad field position. 
And let's see if the original quarterback's back out there or not. He may. What if he got hurt? Nope. It's number – is it number five again, Heath, out there? Six is the quarterback. That's Brady Hammonds. And he is also a freshman that's 5'10", 160 pounds. Now, for whatever reason, they'll send Hoffman back out. I don't know why they ever took him out, Heath. Yeah, I'm not quite sure, Marty. I don't know if they were just trying to mix things up or – Maybe they have run a two-quarterback system all year, and we just weren't aware of it. But I definitely think that number 12, Christian Hoffman, gives them the best chance to be successful. And shotgun formation. Hoffman back looks, throws back. Oh, man. Oh, he had a wide open number four out of the backfield, Connor Reagan, on a wheel pattern, and he was by himself, Heath. Yeah, quarterback just underthrew him. Uh, the guy turned around, was wide open, but just didn't put enough mustard on it, and it dropped before it even got out there to the wide receiver. So it's going to be third and 11. And, again, this is something else, too, that we go back to talking about how this young man, he's only a freshman. So what you also see here is a little bit of lack of arm strength, playing at the high school level, unable to make that throw. Now third and 11, and uh, they're going to have to do something here if they want to get that first down, and that is why Coach Derek Rang has decided to take a timeout and give his team a minute to talk about it. We'll take a timeout with them as well as you're listening to the Twin City Certified in Maryville Game of the Week with 3.55 remaining in the second quarter. Alcoa 28, Gallenberg Tittman 0. We'll be right back. We are Windy City Grill, and we brought Chi-Town Taste to the 865. Chicago-style food and a fun atmosphere. Windy City Grill is a great place to watch your favorite games and enjoy wings, burgers, pizza, and more. At Windy City Grill, we have live entertainment most weekends and cornhole tournaments every Wednesday night. Stop by and see what all the excitement's about at Windy City Grill, located at 2641 U.S. Highway 411 South in Maryville. Best of luck with Trevor's Tornado Trivia. Lunch or dinner is on us for every winner up to $10. Find Windy City Grill on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And we'll see you soon at Windy City Grill in Maryville. Highlanders rolling with the quarterback Hoffman to the right, throws to the right, has a receiver open near the first down marker, and hauling in the catch is number two, Carlos Orr. And that'll be very, very close to a first down. Instead, it's going to be short a yard. It'll be fourth down. And will the Highlanders go for it, Heath? I believe they will. They're going to wow. riverboat gambler. Why not? You're down 28 to nothing. Why not give it a shot? And if you lose, you get mercy rule the rest of the game. Very true. I think it's a matter of time anyways. And uh, they look like they're going to kick, actually. They're, they're in a short stance, and it's a weird formation. And now Alcoa wants to take a timeout and think about it. We're going to stay right here, though. And I want to quickly do a social media shout-out brought to you by Secret Safe Place of Newborns, Tennessee. And the shout-out, obviously, to Terry Tuttle that listens each and every week, along with Christy Snyder, Hank Snyder, and that whole crew. But also I'd like to do a shout-out to Dottie and Bob Kidd. Thanks for listening tonight, guys. We really appreciate it.
Also, while we got time, I'd like to do a shout-out for Steve Stout, Coach Earl McMahon, Coach Rick Howard, Mike Kilgore, Jeremy Gaby, Gaby, Shane Parks, Billy Holt, Susan Stout, and others there at Stout's as they listen to the game around the fire pit each and every week. Uh, quickly, also, shout out Scotty Collins. Now he's listening, although the Rebels are on as well. So the Highlanders now looks like they will punt. Alcoa's not putting anybody back deep. And it's actually the quarterback now moves up under center, and they're going to give it to the fullback or the up man, and it's going to be really, really close. It's a pretty good marquee that they're giving him. It looked like where the spotter was running onto the field. I don't think they got it. I think they're still about a yard short. Yeah, they're too. Alcoa says they have it. Or it's short, and now the officials are going to take a timeout with 336. They may bring on the chains to measure. Nope. What are they going to do? Yep, they're going to bring the chains out, and he, that's a pretty good spot. And the chains are stretched, and it's going to be shy about a length of a link in the chain, and that's going to be short of a first down over on downs to the Tornadoes. No, Marty. No. It looks like Alcoa said it was short, but the refs are going to say it was a first down. So I, I, we thought the same thing. We saw Alcoa jumping up and down. It looked like defense knew that that was a turnover. Um, but the refs apparently saw something different. So they're going to give Gallenberg two in the first down. So the Highlanders with a little bit of new life here. So I guess um, horseshoes, hand grenades, and first downs now. <laughs> as long as you're close. Shotgun formation, two receivers left, one right. Hoffman back loads up, heaves it downfield to his receiver, number 11, who was open. That's Ethan Stinnett. He has to stop, and when he does, Ronald Jackson makes a great play on the ball and breaks it up. If he throws that one in stride, Heath, that would have been a Highlander touchdown. And once again, freshman, he's learning. Every play is a learning process. And, you know, they've only lost one game this year. Which is super impressive considering they've got a freshman at the quarterback position. Granted, two of those are COVID forfeits. But but still. They've only lost the King, Kings Academy so far. They're 7-1, and one, undefeated in the region. And, you know, they played pretty good tonight. Uh, I think Kingston may be a little bit better than they are, though. I'm not sure. GP back, shotgun Hoffman, throws it out, picked off. What a play. It's once again Cannon, wow. and he'll take it into the purple rectangle for another Everding Orthodontic touchdown Tornadoes. What a grab by the freshman linebacker. Well, Marty, typically you hear fireworks after a touchdown. This time it's just another Cannon shot. It's Elijah Cannon with the second interception of the night and second touchdown off of an interception. Marty, this young man is going to be a problem for Several years to come, uh, you know, he looks like Tristan Blankenship, who was a talented player for Alcoa the last few seasons who transferred out, but he's the next great Carol of that defense. He is a player, just a freshman. Elijah, uh, Elijah 
Cannon. Remember that name. Foley on to kick the PAT. Snap, set, kick, everything good. 35 nothing now, Tornadoes, with exactly three minutes left to go in the half. You're listening to the Twin City Certified in Maryville Game of the Week. Back in 30. West Chevrolet, doing business in Blunt County for 88 years. West Chevrolet is located on the airport motor mile and has been a leader in our community serving the good people of Blunt County for four generations. Whether you're looking to buy new, pre-owned, or get service for your automobile, think West Chevrolet. West Chevrolet is happy to partner with all the local high schools and wishes everyone a happy and safe fall season for your sport. Whether you're a tornado, rebel, mountaineer, or governor, you can find the auto, help, or service you need at West Chevrolet. Reach us at 970-9378 or online at westchevrolet.com. You can also find us on Facebook. We're here to serve the good people of Blunt County. We do what we say at West Chevrolet. Sevier County High School, where the Tornadoes on the second Husky and pick six of the night for Elijah Cannon have increased the lead to 35 to nothing with three minutes left to go in the first half on the Twin City Certified in Maryville game of the week. It is Foley now. He'll kick from his 40 and back deep. At the 10 stand a couple of Highlanders, and it'll be fielded by number five. That is, actually, that's number three this time. That is Wade Hooper. Hooper! (laughs) And he gets it out past the 25 to the 26-yard line. And that's where the Highlanders will take over first and 10, trailing 35 to nothing. And, uh, you know, they made, they converted the fourth down, and then Elijah Cannon just made one heck of an interception and returned it for six. Also, a special shout out, a quick shout out to Gary Clendenin. And the Tornadoes, Crossbuck, and Eaton alive on the play is number four. That's Reagan. Greg Carroll cleans his chops, and that'll be a loss of four on first down for GP. John Burke-Pittman still not having a lot of success. They've they've had a few plays off and on, Marty, during this first half that have helped them move down the field, but just haven't been able to put a full drive together. And unfortunately, a couple of bad plays from interceptions and then a fumbled punt certainly hasn't helped them either. Has caused Alcoa to create a 35-0 lead, and we're about two and a half minutes away from taking a break, and then getting to the second half, starting that mercy roll. favorite thing. Ow, and coming up and putting the finish on the quarterback as he rolled to the left, the ball incomplete, and hurt on the play is the quarterback. Is that number five or number 12? That's number six. Number six again. I'm sorry, Hammonds. And he just got blown up by Bauman. I mean, he just leveled him put his helmet right in his sternum and drove him to the turf. Probably trying to catch his breath right now. Poor kid. Yeah, that, that hurts. That's like the Ox Baker heart punch. Scott may remember him. I don't know if he's or Trevor will or not. <laughs> he's off. That's 
basically all it was. He probably had just lost his breath, and for good reason. Now, Hoffman will come on again to play quarterback for the Highlanders on third down and 14, and you've got to know the Tornadoes are coming with pressure here. Yeah, you certainly want to be looking out for it. Might want to tell that running back of yours, if you're that freshman quarterback, hey, you see number one, please stop him. <laughs> right. Well, that was bombing. And now, but I guarantee you, Greg Carroll's going to have his ears lowered right here. And he's out. He read it, though, too. And the ball, it was a middle screen they had set up. They had two receivers. They had two screen options. One was in the left flat. And the other one's up the middle. They try to throw it up the middle, and it's dropped, and probably a good thing because there were several tornadoes waiting on it. The tornado defense recognized that immediately and, and stopped their pursuit of the quarterback and set up in their screen defense. Two minutes exactly now left in the first half. It's 35 to nothing. Alcoa, as once again, number nine. That's oh, it's blocked. Oh, blocked by Carroll. I called it earlier. Didn't get to it, and that's going to be a safety for the oh, Tornadoes. And Well, number nine didn't help his case. He should have just ran back there and got on it. Instead, Marty, he, like, dove towards the ball and it just carried him right into the end zone for a safety. I know. And, uh, yeah, not not the best of nights, but if you're a punter, you're normally not put in these kind of adverse, uh, you know, positions. Uh, he has. He's not fared well on either one of them. And now Alcoa leads 37 to nothing with a minute 50 left to go in the first half. Take another 30-second break. When we come back, we'll have more first-half action in the Twin City Certified and Marable Game of the Week. In Blunt County, we believe in faith, family, and football. That's what our neighbor Jerome Moon is fighting to protect in Nashville. A conservative who stands with our veterans, Jerome Moon cut taxes on groceries and created jobs for Blunt County families. Jerome increased funding for public schools, is endorsed by the NRA, and will never defund our police. Veteran, businessman, leader, Jerome Moon. Paid for by Jerome Moon for State House, Steve West Treasurer. and the Furious Five uh, back in, oh gosh, that was about the mid-80s. But it'll be kickoff time once again, and it looks like they're going to, well, they attempt what looks like the watermelon kick as the ball was laid on the ground. Now they break the huddle, and they get into the normal position, and Alcoa has their normal three amigos back. That's Cox. Jackson, and it's going to be a short kick. It'll be fielded over on this side by Carroll, and actually that's Cannon, and he'll take it out of bounds, and Alcoy's got great field position at the GP 46-yard line. Quickly, he's listening now. I know a uh, quick shout-out to Tom Hodge, and uh, once again, very appreciative of the parking pass for tomorrow. Enjoying, uh, going to be able to enjoy the game, a short walk to the stadium, and I will get to continue my streak as I found some tickets today as well from a buddy of mine, Michael Morgan, 
And now I have been to every Tennessee-Alabama game dating all the way back to 1991. Wow. That's impressive. And it will be a shotgun. It's Lunsford still in the game. Takes a snap, looks, throws, got a receiver open. That's Ford. He takes it down to the 35-yard line. That'll be another Dwight Price of Realty Executives first down for the Tornadoes. And that stops the clock with a minute 38 left to go in the first half on the Twin Cities Certified in Maryville game of the week. Pretty up offense for Alcoa as Lunsford gets the play call from the sidelines and gives it to the team. Looks, rolls right, throws downfield. Oh. oh, has a receiver open. I think that's Ford. And he's going to drop it at the 25-yard line. And he just tried to run just a smidge too quick and drops the football, leaves it behind. Good throw, too, by Lunsford. Lunsford put it on the money. Ford just unable to bring it down. So we'll stop the clock, though, for Alcoa. So has a chance to run back over to the sideline, get the play call from Coach Sweetland, and back out to the huddle is Lunsford. Minute 26, Alcoa still has two timeouts. They also enjoy a 37 to nothing lead. Lunsford is shotgun. Three receivers left. Now in motion comes... Sankey, and the ball is on the ground. The snap, once again, high, and the Highlanders will have possession as they recover the errant snap, and Heath, that's something now we've seen all night long are high snaps from the punter. Yeah, I'm not sure who the center is, Marty, but they need to get him over on the sidelines and have him practice over and over and over again because, as you mentioned, that's at least the sixth time tonight. That ball's almost been over the quarterback's head, and most of the time tonight the quarterback's been able to grab it one hand, bring it down, and just make the play happen, but not able to that time is Lunsford and causes a turnover to Gallenberg-Pittman. And it will be Hoffman on back at quarterback and a shotgun for the Highlanders. He's going to take a two-step drop. He's going to load up and throw, and it's going to be, oh! Oh, my goodness. Tip drill from Ronald Jackson out of his hands into the hands of number 11, Ethan Stinnett. And he is hauled down then by Braden Anderson, the safety. And Cox just stopped just a second too soon on that, Heath, or he would have had an Oski himself. Well, it looks like the deep secondary was not happy about that play. As a couple of them sitting there going back and forth talking about what should have happened. Number one, the interception should have happened. But number two, making sure everybody was in the right place and probably a missed assignment or two. But a really good job, Marty, by that wide receiver. Staying focused, really watching that tipped ball and unable to come down with the pass. Got really close to being only the second team in the region to score on Alcoa this season. Uh And with that, the Highlanders have decided to take a timeout on first down. They have one left in the first half. They also have a first and 10 from the 17-yard line. And they are looking to be the second team to score. Alcoa has now moved their streak up to five quarters being unscored upon. And, Heath, if you really want to break it down, 44 of the past 45 quarters, Alcoa has held a region opponent scoreless. Yeah, it's been really impressive what this Alcoa team has been able to do, Marty. Uh, You know, last season completely shutting out the region. This season finally giving up points, eight points, exactly, to Northview Academy, and that was because Alcoa had their second, third-string defense in near the end of that ball game, and a little bit of bend there allowed the Cougars to finally be able to get into the end zone. But it's been impressive. This defense is stout, and uh, they are well coached as well. As Coach Nix does a fabulous job with his team, love Coach Nix.
The give is around left corner and a nice run. I think that's number 16. That is Levi Hill. And at 5'8", 185 pounds, the junior just really ran over and bulldozed some tornadoes who are a little bit surprised at the strength in that young man. Well, Levi Hill, Marty, number 16, a junior. That time, the man he trucks is Elijah Cannon, a big kid, but a freshman, and kind of showed him a little bit of seniority there that time. With the <laughs> Good use of words. Alcoy's going to take a timeout now with a minute four left to go in the first half. And, and something else Alcoy may want to hold on to here, Heath, is they may want to keep the Highlanders out of the end zone just to preserve the mercy rule. Because Al Cool will be working on a short week next week as they will play on Thursday night as we will travel to Bristol or Kingsport to bring you the game between Dobbins Bennett and the Tornadoes. That'll be Thursday night. I do believe the kickoff is still at 7.30. Bear with me on that. I'll find out shortly, and we'll get that news to you as well so you can know when to tune in for the game next week. It'll be another Twin City certified in Maryville game of the week right here on WKVL. 100.9 FM or WKVL.com. And it will be shotgun Hoffman, and he's got a receiver to the left, three to the right, and he gives the ball to number 16 once again. That is Levi Hill. And this time, Bowman takes it out on him and drops him at the 11-yard line and gives him a little what for. Actually, just got word now from Josh Stevens, the athletic director at Alqua High School. The kick is at 7 next Thursday night. And Hoffman, in a shotgun, rears back, throws for the corner of the end zone and just nobody there. And the ball completely uncatchable as it sails out of bounds. And now that'll set up for them four. And they're going to kick. They were going to do so in the form of Bryson Flynn. He'll be kicking from the left hash, and this will officially be a 30-yard field goal. He's a right-footed kicker, and Alcoa gets caught Uh, offside. That's going to be a first down for 37 seconds left. That'll give... The Highlanders, an automatic first down, unless GP moved. I don't think they did, and they didn't. That'll be an automatic first down at the seven-yard line, and that'll be first and goal for GP with 37 seconds left. And they're going to send on the offense. And... Hoffman, the quarterback, the freshman, back into the huddle. He's wearing pink socks in honor of Breast Cancer Awareness Month. 37 seconds, shotgun, and the lone back is Levi Hill. Looks, he's going to throw an alley-oop to the far side of the end zone. The ball way out of bounds and incomplete, and seven seconds run off the clock. It'll be second and goal from the seven with half a minute left to go here in the first half of the Twin City Certified Admirable Game of the Week. (laughs) 
30 seconds left to go. It will be GP with a tight end to the left, two receivers left, and a receiver to the right. Lone setback is Hill with the quarterback Hoffman in the backfield. He throws for his life and picked by Braden Anderson, and that'll be a touchback, and Al Cool will get the ball off the 20-yard line with 23 seconds left to go. That pass had no chance for any Highlander there, and Braden Anderson with his size and arm length, was able to go up and pick that off. Should have kicked the field goal. That's exactly what I was thinking. I'm glad they didn't. <laughs> would have, would have kicked, stopped mercy rule. Right, it would have stopped mercy rule. And I was thinking that a minute ago, man, you may want to just try the field goal because if you get three more downs, you may turn it over with a freshman quarterback. Now we'll see Alcoa run probably one running play up the middle. Quickly to the Denzo scoreboard as it will be Lunsford once again at quarterback. And on the Denzo scoreboard, he'll just take the snap and take a knee, and that'll do it for action here in the first quarter. But back to the Denzo scoreboard. At halftime, the Heritage Mountaineers lead the Udawal Owls 14-7. to Go Mounties. And with that, the – Score here at the end of the first half will be Alcoa 37, Gatlinburg-Pittman nothing, and we'll be back with the Bob Ramsey State Representative District 20 halftime report paid for by the committee to elect Bob Ramsey, Bob Ramsey treasurer, along with the Denzo scoreboard. We'll be back in three minutes after we pay some bills. WKVL 850 AM Maryville and WKVL 100.9 FM Maryville. Hi, I'm Bob Ramsey, and I am running for re-election to represent District 20 in the Tennessee State Legislature. It has been an honor to represent the interest of Blount County in Nashville. The history and development of our community are at the forefront of the decision I am asked to make in the legislature. Throughout my years of service, your calls, emails, and letters have played a large part in the decisions I have made. With your dedicated civil engagement and insight, I have continued to introduce support and pass legislation you have asked for resulting in growth and progress. There is still much to be done, especially in these unprecedented times before us. Proven leadership and know-how is imperative as we address the difficult issues that lay ahead. When I say your choice for your voice, that means I will continue to fight for your choices. I have yet to waver in my commitment to speak for all of Blount County the best way I know how. I thank you and appreciate your support as we continue to move Blunt County forward. I'm Bob Ramsey, and I approve this message. El Jimador Mexican Grill, authentic Mexican food in Maryville, Tennessee, for the past 15 years. Open Sunday through Thursday, 11 a.m. to 10 p.m., Friday and Saturday, 11 a.m. to 10.30 p.m. El Jimador offers Monday through Friday lunch specials with their 15 minutes or free guarantee. Call your order in at 865-681-6040 and delivery is available. You'll enjoy a comfortable environment while gathering with family and friends at El Jimador Mexican Grill, located at 1705 East Lamar Alexander Parkway in Maryville, Tennessee. El Jimador Mexican Grill, a proud sponsor of Blunt County Sports.
Whitlock & Company Certified Public Accountants features accounting services for individuals and businesses. Serving Blount County for over 30 years, everything from income tax preparation services to personalized accounting plans for small businesses and large corporations with over 100 employees for a full range of accounting services, including payroll processing, bookkeeping, individual and business tax returns, compilation review and assurance services. It's Whitlock & Company, PC, 375 Fountain View Circle in Alcoa, Tennessee, 37701. Phone 865-984-1040 or 865-981-9638 or visit Whitlock & Company online at whitlockcpa.com. We all want our loved ones to be safe. Denso in Maryville is at the forefront of creating technology for safer vehicles while keeping their employees safe with social distancing, face coverings, thermal screenings, and more. Join the exciting automotive market with Denso in a fast, challenging, clean, and safe environment. Starting hourly pay is more than $14 with an increase to more than $15 after 90 days, plus 401k, paid holidays, and vacation. Start your future now. Visit DenzoCareers.com production to apply. Equal Opportunity Employer. Welcome in to the Bob Ramsey State Representative District 20, paid for by the committee to elect Bob Ramsey, Bob Ramsey okay. Treasurer. Halftime show. I'm Heath Dunkel, alongside Scott Dunkel and the Twin City Certified in Maryville Game of the Week as the Alcoa Tornadoes are all over the Gallenberg Tim and Hallanders. Your score at the half, 37-0. to zero. To my right, Scott Dunkel and also our statistician. Scott, take it away. All right, Heath, thank you very much. Start with the Gatlinburg Pittman Highlanders. 13 yards rushing on 12 attempts, 7 of 19 in passing, 3 interceptions, 60 total yards in passing tonight, 31 plays from scrimmage, and 73 total offensive yards. Christian Hoffman is leading the way for um, the Highlanders back in the backfield. He is 7 of 17 for 60 yards. That's thrown two interceptions. Brady Hammonds, two passes, no actual completions unless you want to count the defense, where he's done one interception as well. Leading rushers for Gallenberg Pittman tonight, Connor Reagan, eight rushes for eight yards. Levi Hill, two rushes for five. Looking over at the Alcoa Tornadoes, 162 yards and 18 rushes, four completions in six attempts, 37 or 34 total passing yards, 24 plays from scrimmage, 196 total offensive yards, three rushing touchdowns, two defensive touchdowns, one safety for Alcoa, which equals into 37 points. That's with... Jet Foley going five for five on his extra point attempts. Zach Lunsford, two for three for 24 yards in passing. Camden Burden, two for three, 10 yards in passing, has been sacked once. Leading rushers for Alcoa so far tonight. Ahmad Sankey, eight carries, 44 yards, and a touchdown. Jordan Harris, two carries for 38 yards and a touchdown as well. Zane Bonham, three carries for 64 and a touchdown. 
in receiving so far tonight for October. Braden Anderson, two catches, 10 yards. Jordan Harris, one catch, 12. Landon Ford, one catch, 12 as well. And that makes in the four receptions for Alcoa for 34 yards. Alcoa has eight first downs so far in the first half. The biggest thing for Alcoa and the thing that's hurt them the most so far today is seven penalties for 60 yards. Yeah, Scott, penalties have certainly shot Alcoa in the foot. Probably prevented them from at least one touchdown, possibly two on the board at this point. Um, we would have had an even bigger deficit for Yonberg Pittman to try to come back from. Uh, but other than the penalties, a lot of good things to see from this team. Um, Zach Lunsford came in after Burden threw a few beautiful passes. Um, he's really gotten the air attack going for Alcoa as a Burden in the running attack was doing well to start the game. Zach Lunsford carried it over with the passing attack, and then the defense really seemed to get stronger as the first half went along. Right, Heath. It looked like Alcoa kind of struggled there just a little bit early in the first half after the long run by Bonham. Kind of around midfield, kept getting stuck. It looked like we got stuck in quicksand. We couldn't really get anywhere. Once we kind of got away from that, Alcoa just opened it up. Obviously, to the defensive interceptions ran back for touchdowns is not something that hurts your team at all either. Well, certainly not, and especially even nicer to see when it's by the same player who's only a freshman, and Elijah Cannon with both interceptions and return those for touchdowns for Alcoa to really break this thing wide open. I think we see much of the same in the second half. You'll start to see some of those reserves get a little bit more action. But one of the things, too, Scott, to think about is as we're winding down this regular season, and again, we know typically the first few games of the playoffs are kind of uh, – not necessarily close, typically, but you won't almost think about, too, you may see the starters start to stay in a little bit longer as it's getting colder, as we're getting near the end of the season, because you've got to prep them, though, for the playoffs to make a deep run and to be able to last four quarters. Right, Heath, and they want to be able, especially when you get down, once we get past next week and we start the playoffs, it's basically a five-game season, win or go home, so... Yeah, you want to get your starters a little bit more playing time, get used to the cold again, and also to getting out there on the field longer because it's obvious when we reach semifinals and the championship game, you're playing teams that are as close to caliber as you as possible. Yeah, and one of the things tonight, Scott, I wouldn't be surprised if Alcoa plays four quarters with their starters is only because next week they face another extremely tough opponent, uh, and a 6A powerhouse, Dobbins-Bennett. The Alcoa has three 6A football teams on their schedule. Started the beginning of the season with one, beat Blackman. Middle of the season, played Maribel, lost a close nail-biter to Maribel, and then finished their season off with a 6A opponent as well, who will really prepare them for the playoffs and have right. them ready to roll, as this is a very talented, undefeated Dobbins-Bennett team. But they're definitely going to need to be able to play four quarters next week, so I wouldn't be surprised. We see the players play a while tonight. Yeah, Heath, I could see that happening. And Dominic Bennett will be playing Science Hill tonight, so that will give them a little bit of a warm-up, too, before playing Alcoa. Dominic Bennett has basically already won their region. Um, so, again, unless an upset occurs with Science Hill, Dominic Bennett's in a pretty good seat. But it gives them a warm-up, too, facing a team like Alcoa coming into the playoffs. Well, Scott, I was giving you a warm-up to be able to talk even more so not only about Dominic Bennett, but talk about some of the other schools in the area and the scoreboard updates with Trevor Dunkel here in just a moment. So we're going to take a break, and when we come back in two minutes, Trevor Dunkel and Scott Dunkel on the headset 
talk about some score updates from around the area and potentially what that may look like as we get close to playoff time. We'll be back in a few minutes. If you have property to sell or you're looking to buy, call Dwight or Sarah Price at the Dwight Price Group Realty Executive Associates, and they can help with all of your real estate needs. Remember that no one sells more. Call 888-SOLD, which is 888-7653, or go to DwightPrice.com. The right home with the right price. Not satisfied with your current pest control service or looking to get that process started? Call Heath Barberry at Common Sense Pest Control, providing outstanding protection of your health and property while delivering exceptional customer service right here in Blount County. Available services include general pest, mosquito, and rodent control, as well as termite protection and much, much more. For personalized service, call Heath Barberry at 865-389-7412 or email info at commonsensepc.com. Again, phone number is 865 865- 389-7412. Also, find them on Facebook at Common Sense Pest Control. And remember, if you want bugs dead, you've got to use common sense. Hi, I'm Bob Ramsey, and I am running for re-election to represent District 20 in the Tennessee State Legislature. It has been an honor to represent the interest of Blount County in Nashville. The history and development of our community are at the forefront of the decision I am asked to make in the legislature. Throughout my years of service, your calls, emails, and letters have played a large part in the decisions I have made. With your dedicated civil engagement and insight, I have continued to introduce support and pass legislation you have asked for resulting in growth and progress. There is still much to be done, especially in these unprecedented times before us. Proven leadership and know-how is imperative as we address the difficult issues that lay ahead. When I say your choice for your voice, that means I will continue to fight for your choices. I have yet to waver in my commitment to speak for all of Blount County the best way I know how. I thank you and appreciate your support as we continue to move Blount County forward. I'm Bob Ramsey and I approve this message. All right, thank you very much and welcome back to the Bob Ramsey State Representative District 20 paid for by the committee to elect Bob Ramsey, Bob Ramsey Treasurer Halftime Show. This is Scott Dunkel along with Trevor Dunkel as Alcoa leads Gallenberg Pittman 20, or I'm sorry, 37 to 0. Now we're going to go over to Trevor with the Denso scoreboard, find out what's going on elsewhere. Well, first, before we do that, uh, we're actually going to announce the, uh, the question of the week for uh, Trevor's Tornado Trivia, um, and then I'll go into the uh, Denso scoreboard update. So, um, as always, it's a question we'll post on both Twitter and Facebook, and whoever can answer correctly on either platform uh, will win a $10 gift card to Windy City Grill. So this week's question will be, over the past two decades, Alcoa has been on the winning end of many blowouts, uh, but none like the game where they beat Gatlinburg-Pittman 91-7. to What year did this game happen? So, moving on to the Denso scoreboard update. So, uh, we'll first start with uh, local teams. So, although Heritage has not won a single region game this year, they might still be in the picture for the playoffs. Um, So, it comes down to how well they do tonight and then also next week. However, next week's game's against Maribel, so we all know how that's probably going to turn out. Uh, But anyways, they travel to Ottawa to take on the Owls, and surprisingly at half, they're leading 14-7 to over Ottawa. Good job, Heritage. And uh, Maryville, um, 
looks like they're going to be a, a lock, uh, obviously, as always, for their region. Um, however, they're taking on McMinn County tonight. Whoever wins this will most likely win the number one spot. I mean, that game is surprisingly close. It's at the half, Maryville leading 7-0. to zero. But like I was talking with Heath earlier, is Maryville seems to not do too well in the first half and in games, and then the second half they just turn it on. They've done it to Cleveland. Uh, I think they, they'll probably do it to McMinn County tonight. Uh, obviously, Maryville did a lot better against Alcoa in the second half when they played Alcoa that they just look like they're a second-half team, and I think that might come to bite them um, during the playoffs if they play like that. Um, and then uh, William Blunt uh, has not had a good year either. Um, however, they're, they have an actual chance to battle their way into the playoffs. Right now they're in fourth um, in their, or their region, I should say. However, they've only got one region win. Um, so they, are, they travel to Cleveland tonight to take on a region opponent, and whoever wins this game will, will most likely or could potentially take the fourth-place position. Um, but it looks like Cleveland may be – Taking that game as they're leading, uh, the Blue Raiders are leading the Governors 35 to zero at the half. Um, and then a couple more local teams: uh, Greenback traveling to Midway. Greenback, another team that just hasn't had a good year this year. Um, their only two wins are region wins, um, and those wins are due to COVID. So a little luck on on their part. Um, so if they win tonight, they might have a chance to be in the playoffs. Um, they're leading Midway. 20-0 to zero at the half. Um, and then Loudon was supposed to play Walker Valley tonight. However, that game was canceled due to COVID. So Walker Valley gets the win there. Um, and then Lenore City, a team that hasn't actually won a game this year, however, has one win um, due to COVID against Greenback. And then they're taking on Seymour, who's 0-8. So uh, both teams looking to get their first actual win of the season. Um, and then moving on to uh, region, almost all the region opponents are off tonight. Austin East, uh, uh, Scott, and Northview are all off tonight. And then Kingston uh, taking on Pigeon Forge. And that game is tied 0-0 at the half, so battling to see where they get in the playoffs. Right, and Pigeon, or Kingston also has a date with Gatlinburg-Pittman next week. Oh, yeah, yeah. But most likely, looking at the playoffs pitcher, whoever loses this game has the potential to get fourth place in the region, which um, isn't yeah, two, two, where you want to be. Two through four, basically, is kind of topsy-turvy in oh, yeah. this region. Oh, yeah. Um, and then moving on to some uh, local – or Knoxville teams, I should, I should say. I know uh, Scott's going to love to hear this, as there hasn't been a lot of good news coming from Gibbs this year, as they're, they're three and five. However, they – uh, traveled to their five and three rival tonight, um, and they are leading that game twenty-seven to zero at the half. So Gibbs could climb their way back into the playoffs picture. Um, so if they were lost tonight, they're most likely out of the playoffs. So keeping those playoff dreams alive, it looks like tonight. And then Carnes, a, again another team that hasn't had a great year this year. They're uh, bouncing, or they're had a great win last week against Heritage, which I hate to, to talk about, but they beat Heritage 40-30. to um, Karin's currently 2-5. and five. Um, They travel to Ray County, who's 8-0. and oh. Ray County leading that one at the half, 35-14. to 14. Um, And then uh, last night, Central hosted South Doyle. Um, and that's a, uh, a, another playoff um, battle. 
um, to see where they would be at in the playoffs. And South Doyle took away that um, game last night. Um, uh, actually, a new update. Maribel just scored in the third quarter, and they're leading 14-0 to against McMinn County. Um, but South Doyle uh, lost to Central last night. Uh, 27 to 19. So, right, a lot of teams last night hoping for South Dole to win that one um, to possibly get into the playoffs, and that kind of changed the uh, landscape of that region last night. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, let's see, some other updates. Um, surprisingly, Powell losing to Oak Ridge right now at the half. Oak Ridge 21, Powell 7. Um, a very close game with uh, Bearden and Morristown West, as that game is tied 14 um, all at the half. Both teams reeling from blowout losses last week, as uh, Bearden got beat by Farragut 17 to 45, and then Dobbins Bennett killed Morristown West last week 59 to 14. So they're trying to bounce back and and get a win. Um, both teams looking for the third win of the season. Um, and then Sevier County traveled to Halls to take on the Red Devils. Halls leading that game 21-14. to And Catholic traveling to West. Catholic not having a great year this year as, as they're 2-4. and four. Um, However, Catholic actually leading that game at half 21-0 to over West. Um, and then the team that we've talked about a couple of times tonight because we'll be, Alcoa will be taking them on next week on, on Thursday night. Dobbins Bennett leading Science Hill 21 to 17 at the half. Dobbins Bennett looks like they're a lock for the first place position in 6A Region One. Um, they the takeaway from this game will be where Science Hill will fall in the standings. Um, they're currently six and two with a three and one record in the region. Uh, depending on how others play, they could end up between third and sixth place. I um, mean, the next week they'll take on Bearden, so that might help determine the standings there. Um, and then uh, Farragut hosting Hardin Valley tonight. Farragut having a decent season so far as they're they're five and three. Um, and Farragut leading that 35 to zero at the half. And then last um, game we're going to talk about is a uh, region that will will be facing in the to begin the playoffs 3A Region One. Um, so tonight's uh, region game is Chucky Doak travel to Unicoi County. Chucky Doak leading that game 20-7. to So, like we were talking about the other day, if Chucky Doak wins that, depending on how well uh, the other three teams uh, turn out next week, um, Johnson City, Claiborne, and Chucky Doak would be tied for a uh, – or Johnson County, I apologize. Uh, Claiborne and Chucky Doak would be tied for first place as um, they've all kind of beat each other or lost to each other. So, it would be a weird tie, kind of – what I referenced is when Texas, Texas Tech, and Oklahoma all tied um, in the Big 12 a couple of years ago. So we'll, we'll see how that turns out, especially since they'll be playing other region opponents next week, um, and that will um, help determine the, um, the playoffs there. But lastly, whoever loses this Chucky Doak versus Unicoi County game will most likely be looking at fourth place in the region, and that's not where you want to be because you're going to be facing Alcoa to begin the playoffs. Oh, yeah, definitely, Heath. Well, I'm sorry, Trevor. <laughs> Been sitting next to Heath so long today. Anyway, uh, thank you very much, Trevor, for all that. That brings you the Denso scoreboard. You are listening at halftime to the Bob Ramsey State Representative District 20, paid for the, by the committee to elect Bob Ramsey, Bob Ramsey, Treasurer, halftime show. 
We're going to take a break for about two minutes as the teams are just getting back onto the field to warm up. Again, your score, Alcoa 37, Gatlinburg-Pittman 0. We will be back in just a couple of minutes. Folks, do you want the best mortgage rate and terms available? Go local. Volunteer Home Mortgage is home-owned and home-operated. We're part of your community. When you buy or refinance with us, you're helping local folks who shop locally, too. That's Neighbors Helping Neighbors. Call me to see how your local wholesale mortgage broker can help you get the best possible mortgage rate and terms. I'm Lee Franks, Volunteer Home Mortgage, 865-238-7500. NMLS 1641325. Yep, it's that time in East Tennessee. Football time in Tennessee. Hello, friends from Twin City Certified Used Cars, Trucks, and SUVs. If you're in the market for a light new pre-owned vehicle, let Smiley Riley and Twin City Certified in Maribel be the choice. Over 600 pre-owned to choose from. It's auto buying made easy. 865-980-2600 or click TwinCityCertified.com. See you soon at Twin City Certified in Maribel. Crossover vehicle owners, here's a tire just for you. Stop by Stevenson Tire to see the all-season Yokohama Geolander Geo 55. Loaded with premium technology, like Yokohama's specially formulated orange oil compound for all-season traction and an advanced tread design for a responsive and comfortable ride. The Yokohama Geolander Geo 55 provides more performance, more confidence, and more value. Check out the Yokohama Geolander Geo 55 today at Stevenson Tire, 2411 East Broadway Avenue in Maryville, 983-1621. And get more for your crossover. Back to the old to-do list again. Let's see. Climb Mount Lacan? Done. Snorkeling with the dolphins off the coast of Florida? Done. Barreling over Niagara Falls? <laughs> nah, too risky. How about rediscovering Cades Cove in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park? Hmm. Easily drive or hike to view the scenic mountain beauty and wildlife. I'm downloading the Cades Cove app at cadescoveapp.com today. Welcome back to Twin Cities Certified in Marysville Game of the Week. As both teams getting back onto the field, and we're getting ready to kick things off here in the third quarter. Heats don't go alongside Marty Millsaps and Marty Alcoa coming onto the field. Gallenberg Pittman getting ready to return the, the kickoff return. Back to return for Gallenberg Pittman, number three and number 11. So we'll see who Alcoa chooses to kick the ball off to. But so far, Marty, it hasn't mattered as Gallenberg Pittman has not been able to score, and Alcoa leads 37 to zero. Uh, that is Hooper and Stennett back deep for the Highlanders, as it will be Jet Foley to kick for the Tornadoes, and the kick will go left to right on your listening device. Twelve minutes. We are under mercy rules, so the clock will run nonstop unless. The Highlanders can get the deficit below 35 points. And we are underway in the second half with the kick high and over end deep. Fielded by, that is Hooper. 
Actually, no, that's number 11, Stennett. He returns it out past the 20 and is brought down by the first wave of defenders at the 24-yard line. 11.45 and counting. As the Highlanders bring the offense onto the field, led by the freshman quarterback, the 6'3", 185-pound Christian Hoffman. Shotgun, two receivers to the left, and a two tight end set to the right. One is a wing, and motion left to right is number two. That is Orr. Orr looked like he cut up toward the line of scrimmage before the snap. There's no flag, and the play will be outside on a sweep, and it will net about a four-yard loss. It'll be second down and 14 with 10.50 left to go in the third quarter. Alcoa leads 37-0. Gatlinburg-Pittman with the ball and in reverse. Shotgun once again. It will be a wing to the left, two receivers left, and one to the right. And Hoffman's going to roll to the left, throws left, throws way high. Nobody could have caught that one, not even with a ladder. The intended receiver was Ethan Stennett. And it will be third down now and 14 with 10 minutes remaining in the third quarter. Very long halftime. It was really nice playing, though, by the Gallenberg Simmons Band. They did a really great job. Indeed. And I, I look forward next week to watching the band play at Dobbins Bennett. Mm. Those guys are good. Their band is bigger than the University of Tennessee's as far as numbers. You know, last time we were there, about 300 members, and that was just the pet band played. I know. Shotgun throws out and picked off. What a play by the sophomore, Jordan Harris. Just by, no, that's Cam Burden. No, that's Jordan Harris. (laughs) It is Jordan Harris. I saw it the first time, so I'll say. Anyway, but he just goes up, and if he misses, that's six. But he just snatches it right away at the last minute from the receiver, Stennett, and it's Alcor football at the 47-yard line of the Highlanders with 9.20 left to go in the third, 37 nothing Tornadoes with the football. Well, and that's why I've given him the nickname Air Jordan Harris as he goes up that time looking like he's about to take a slam duck instead, steals the ball from the offense with a nice interception and an Odell-like interception with the one-handed grab. Here comes Alcoa as Lunsford at quarterback. Sweep right, and the give is to Sankey. He turns the corner, gets maybe a yard before he's gang-tackled and pushed out of bounds at about the 46. 8.44 now and counting. Here in the third, clock will go nonstop. One-yard carry from Ahmad Sankey, and now Munsford back in the huddle, giving the play call to his offense. Well, Munsford has been in at the quarterback position since about, what, midway through the second quarter? Yeah, I think he got about three or four series in the second. And the give, just a cross buck to Elijah Cannon, and he's rudely taken to the turf back near midfield at the 49. And he's a little slow getting up, but does so. Hands the ball to the official, and it'll be third down and 12. And we may get to see the arm of Zach Lunsford here on third and long. 
750 and counting now. Well, Marty, when a 300-pound uh, defensive lineman falls oh. on, on top of you, I'd be hurting a little bit as well. At that time, the 6'3 senior, 6'3, 304-pound senior, excuse me, Kevin Burkett with the big tackle. Charcoal Burkett. And Lunchford back, looks, he rolls right, has a receiver open. The ball just comes out of his hand a little awkward, and it's going to be incomplete and hits the turf before Ford can make the reception. And it'll be fourth down and 12, and I think Alcoa may just go for it. There is a flag on the play as the referee's talking that over. We'll see what the play call or what the call is over here on the sideline. Clock not stopped, still continues running. Fourth down and 12. Tornadoes punt, and it'll be Braden Anderson on to do so. Had a beautiful kick in the first half that was downed inside the five-yard line. And for the second time this evening, the Tornadoes are forced to punt. We've not seen a lot of punting in the past month or so from Alcoa. Well, we have seen plenty of tonight. It's penalties. At that time, a little uh-huh. shift on the Tornadoes causes them to move backwards, and now Braden Anderson to punt. Got the snap, the kick away, hits it good. It's a spiral. It turns over. It hits at the five, and is that where it's going to be downed? Going to be down at the three. At the three-yard line, and right in the middle of the field is where the Highlanders will take over. Clock's still running. Six minutes left to go now in the third quarter. Alcoa still leads 37 to nothing. And I think Alcoa is going to start unloading the bench now, Heath. Can you blame them? No, I see a lot of uh, kids in there now. That the numbers, the numbers are new. Salter's in. Ronald Jackson's still out there at corner, but a lot, mostly everybody else are backups. And they try to run the ball with Reagan right up the middle. He'll get it out to about the six or seven. He keeps churning his feet. And we'll take it out to about the eight. He'll pick up about five on first down. Starting to have a little success is Gallenberg Pittman. But, again, as Marty mentioned a minute ago, against some of the reserves for Alcoa. So it'll be second and five for GP. And they come up to the line. And number 12, try to take a look here. It looks like, Marty, they have switched quarterbacks as the young quarterback. I believe that's Brady Hammonds. The other sophomore is in right now as he hands the football up the middle. But this one may be moving back as there is a flag on the play before the play could even get started. And now we've got another one, potentially personal foul or unsportsmanlike conduct. Yeah, there's there's something shenanigans going on down there, or hijinks, as my friend Keith Renfro used to say. And... It, we'll see what the officials say. I think the Highlanders moved, and then you know another penalty came in later as the officials are talking. The ball got out to about the 12, and they're going to mark it off against the Highlanders. False start, and that's the only thing that they're going to call is false start against the Highlanders. So the ball will be moved back to the five-yard line, and it will be second down and nine at that point. 
Clock's still running. Under four minutes left to go in the third now. Highlanders with the football under center this time with the other freshman, Hammonds, and they'll give it off tackle to the left, and they'll get it out past the 10-yard line out to about the – and they're going to mark it right at the 10. So they're going to need the four yards on third down. And now under three minutes left to go in the third, it's 37 nothing Alcoa. Good job by the safety, Colby Bledsoe, the 6'1", 165-pound junior, coming up and making the tackle as he knew he wasn't going to be able to match size there against the fullback, went for his legs and prevented him from getting the first down. And it'll be a give once again to Reagan. He's going to be hit in the backfield, and he's not going to make it back to the line of scrimmage. He's going to be down. Well, they're going to get marked the ball at the 10. So he does get back to the line of scrimmage, but it's still going to be fourth down at about four, and the Highlanders will send on the punt team. Already back to receive for Alcoa, Ronald Jackson and Jordan Harris. We'll see which one gets the ball. They're going to let them kick. They're going to set up a wall, and it's just a bad kick. Shanked. Hit a, a cheerleader in the head. <laughs> Not good. Wow, they're going to mark it back all the way to the 31-yard line, so uh, a punt of about 21 yards, but no return. Alcoa with good field position now with under two minutes to go in the third quarter and a 37 nothing lead with the football. Actually going to be a 20-yard kick because they marked the ball at the 30. And Alcoa will break the huddle, and it'll be Lunsford still in the game at quarterback. He'll send two receivers to the left and one to the right, and one back in the backfield that picks up the blitz, and he's going to heave it toward the pylon. And coming back to the ball is Braden Anderson makes a move after the catch and a little dance in the – Purple rectangle and another Everding orthodontics touchdown tornadoes. Why is the clock stopped? Guess it stops on touchdowns, perhaps. Run it. 43 to nothing, Alcoa. They extend their lead on a 30 yard touchdown. From Zach Lunsford to Braden Anderson. Same play that they ran the first half that was called back. And Heaton drops the snap, can't get it set, and he'll pay the price as he gets hammered down at about the five yard line. And once they peel him off the turf, the extra point will be no good. And Alcor still leads 43 to nothing with a minute 13 left to go. Let's take. A Lloyd's Lawn Care timeout, and we'll be back with more action from Sevier County on the Twin City Certified and Marable Game of the Week after this. 
We are Windy City Grill, and we brought Chai Town Taste to the 865. Chicago-style food and a fun atmosphere. Windy City Grill is a great place to watch your favorite games and enjoy wings, burgers, pizza, and more. At Windy City Grill, we have live entertainment most weekends and cornhole tournaments every Wednesday night. Stop by and see what all the excitement's about at Windy City Grill, located at 2641 U.S. Highway 411 South in Maryville. Best of luck with Trevor's Tornado Trivia. Lunch or dinner is on us for every winner up to $10. Find Windy City Grill on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And we'll see you soon at Windy City Grill in Maryville. Jump around, and Alcoa has jumped around to a 43 to nothing lead as Foley kicks it. It's settled under and fielded by number three. That is Hooper at the five, and he'll return it out to the 10, 15, 20, 25, and dropped at the 28 yard line uh, with 50 seconds left to go in the third quarter. And we'll see if the Highlanders get a playoff before the end of the third. I'd like to thank Andy for working back in the booth, working the board, and bringing you the action here from Sevier County this evening. It is, is that number 12 back in the game, Hoffman? It is. And he takes a snap. It's going to be another little pop pass to number two. That's Orr. Orr gets around the side on the left. And we'll dive out, <clears throat> excuse me, to about the 33-yard line. I should have remembered, like you guys, to bring your own drinks tonight. I'm getting a little parched. <laughs> a lot of talking. Don't want to cause any uh, nodes. Got to keep you healthy, Marty. We can't lose you. <laughs> Too important to this program. That's right. 43 nothing. Alcoa into the third. Let's take a 60-second Lloyd's Lawn Care timeout. We'll be back with fourth quarter action on the Twin City Certified in Maryville Game of the Week after these messages. Your smile. It's your business card. It's your approval. It's an expression of your love. Your smile is such an important part of who you are. So when we say simply extraordinary smiles, what we mean is simply an extraordinary you. At Everting Orthodontics, we offer five-star reviews, free consultations, and flexible payment options. With offices in Knoxville, Maryville, and Morristown, we've kept East Tennessee smiling for over 20 years. Visit us today at EvertingOrtho.com. And for everything ortho, remember Everting Ortho. In Blunt County, we believe in faith, family, and football. That's what our neighbor Jerome Moon is fighting to protect in Nashville. A conservative who stands with our veterans, Jerome Moon cut taxes on groceries and created jobs for Blunt County families. Jerome increased funding for public schools, is endorsed by the NRA, and will never defund our police. Veteran, businessman, leader, Jerome Moon. Paid for by Jerome Moon for State House, Steve West Treasurer. In Sevier County, where the tornadoes lead to start the fourth quarter 43 to nothing on the Denzo scoreboard, quickly to the Denzo scoreboard ourselves. Parker McGill of the Red Rebels with a two-yard run. Maribel now leads 21 to nothing with 6-11 left to go in the fourth quarter. And another little pop pass, this time to the other side, to Orr, or that's actually number three, that's Hooper. And Hooper gets it out 
and out of bounds at about the 25-yard line, maybe maybe back to the line of scrimmage. I'm not sure where they mark it. Yeah, they're going to give him – no, he's going to lose you a lot of yards. It is marked at the 25, so he's going to lose about five yards on the effort, and it'll set up third down now and 13 with 11.27 left to go in this contest. Also on the Denzo scoreboard, Greenback leads 27 to nothing over Midway. Secret safe place for newborn social media. Shout out to Anthony Elias. Anthony, thanks so much for tuning into the broadcast. And you know, Marty, a dear friend of mine from uh, UT that I went to school with, and actually uh, won tickets to the UT game last week. Took Adrian and I with him to the game, and so uh, a dear friend. And it was great catching up with him. Certainly blessed to have that opportunity and. Um, Hopefully, you will bring Neyland Stadium a little bit more luck, even though you'll probably be rooting for the other team, right? I'll bring, I'll bring <laughs> Neyland Stadium some uh, some luck. Just and for the time. The tide, tide will roll tomorrow. I'm, it, it's, Tennessee better not fall behind. But then again, I don't think it'll get too ugly just because I don't think Saban will want to do that to Pruitt as the Highlanders punt after an incomplete pass. And it'll be fair caught by Jordan Harris at the 38-yard line of Alcoa. Alcoa with the football now and a 43-0 lead, and we are under mercy rule. Once again, I'd like to thank Conchita Owenby for her hospitality tonight, getting us a spot in the booth. And bear with us next week. We'll be live and loud from Dobbins Bennett High School up in Kingsport, Tennessee, on Thursday night next week, the kickoff at 7 o'clock. Pre-game at 6.30. We'll have to leave here, Heath, probably about 3.30 if we can to be able to get up there on time. Hopefully they have some food next week. Shotgun, blitz, and about running right into the blitz was Sankey and avoids it and then carries three or four Highlanders with him. And that is – that's actually Salter, I believe. Yeah, he's Salter on the carry. (laughs) And he'll – Maybe get back to the line of scrimmage. Maybe gain a yard, depending on forward progress. It'll be second down, and we've got an injury. Yeah, we've got an injury, and it is a Highlander that is down and way downfield. So they must have been blocking way down there, Hayes. Yeah, and uh, hopefully he's okay, Marty, as they've rolled him over onto his back, and he's got a few people around him checking him out. But this may take a minute. Yeah, I think he probably just got his bell rung or got the air knocked out of him. He's getting to his feet, or it looks like they're making arrangements to get him to his feet. It looks like he's in some trouble. Maybe it looks like they may be checking a knee or an ankle or at least a calf muscle. He may. Who knows what's going on? That's can't really tell now. But they do have him. They did roll him over, so it's nothing too serious I think we've got to worry about now they got him up he like I said he either got his bell rung or the air knocked out of him and we'll see yeah I think he got his bell rung he's having to have help to the sideline I don't think he knows where he's at big kid though number 58 that is Cade Simpson he is a junior that goes 6'2 245 and they'll help him over to the bench where he'll take a seat 
and probably remain there. I'd say the next thing they'll do is they'll take his helmet. And 9.24, clock stopped due to the injury. I think last week they let the clock run through everything. They'll start it back now on the whistle. Alcoa comes to the line of scrimmage. Shotgun for Lunsford. Two backs with him on each hip in the backfield. And a receiver to each side and a tight end to each side. And getting the ball is... I believe that's that's Arik Foster? I think it is. He takes it out past the 40 to the 41. He'll pick up another couple of yards. And he'll set up third down and about seven. And it will be with 8.40 on the next snap, perhaps, or even less than that, as Alcoa leads 43 to nothing. Buck running, Alcoa taking their time. They're going to milk this for all it's worth. They come to the line of scrimmage now with less than 10 seconds to go on the play clock. They'll send two receivers right. They'll have two backs and a tied in to the left. And Lunsford's going to roll right. He's going to look. He's going to throw. He's got a receiver open. And did he hold on to the football? Looks like he did. See Good catch. And uh, if they give him his forward progress right there, he'll have a first down. I'm not sure if they will or not. They should have. That looked like it was clearly a first down as he was going out of bounds. But, yeah, they're going to – I guess, it, Marty, they're going to say when he caught it that I guess they he didn't tiptoe the – the sidelines and tiptoe through the tulips and instead he went out of bounds so it'll end up being incomplete and Braden Anderson back to pump for Alcoa three times tonight he's gonna be sore tomorrow he's gonna pat his stats a little bit <laughs> right and back deep it looks like that's Hoopa for the Highlanders the kicks away no pressure at all it's a wobbler and it'll hit at the 30 take a, an Alcoa roll down inside the 20, and will be downed at the 19-yard line. And if nothing else, the clock keeps running with 7.20, 7.18 now left to go in the contest. Alcoa leading 43 to nothing. Under seven minutes left to go now, and the Highlanders slowly into the huddle. They're in no hurry at all. The play clock hasn't started yet. And they'll substitute even before they get a playoff. They'll take the running back out of the game and replace him with another receiver. So it will be a shotgun formation. They do keep a running back in the backfield. I believe that's number three, uh, Hooper. And they'll give him the ball. And he'll take it upfield and go down at about the 25-yard line. So he picks up about six or seven on the play. And I'm still trying to make out that number. That's 16, I believe. I think that's Levi Hill. It was. That was Levi Hill again on the carry. And he's he's an impressive-looking little running back. Yeah, Marty, pretty good. I mean, 5'8", 185, a junior, certainly going to be a running back they'll have for next year, too. And I'm sure uh, the freshman quarterback Christian Hoffman will certainly be excited to have him back in the backfield. He will, indeed. And it will be two backs, three receivers, two to the left, one to the right. And it will be thrown out and high and incomplete, intended for Stennett again. And... uh, 
just not connecting there, and now it'll be third down and four with under five and a half left to go. Clock continuing to run here as Alcoa with a sizable lead. It's 43-0, to zero. and Alcoa here in the fourth quarter with just a little over five minutes to play. He's got a lot of the backups in the ball game. Got Mark Pittman still trying to go strong here, but they have been rotating out two freshman quarterbacks in the ballgame tonight. Right now, number six, Brady Hammonds has been the quarterback at play as he will turn and hand it off to Hill. Hill finds an opening. Hill breaks loose along the seam and finally brought down, but a nice carry, Marty, by Hill. It was indeed. It was just he almost got tackled in the backfield. was reverse field. Nobody there, and he's off and down to his own 49-yard line, a nice little scamper by Levi Hill, who we have said earlier many times this game we're a little impressed with. 43 to nothing, however, in favor of Alcoa. However, the Mountaineers with the ball on the move. 420 left to go in this ball game. Islanders give it to Hill again, and he just keeps pushing people toward the tornado end zone as he picks up another seven yards on first down. He'll set up second down and a short three as the ball is placed at the Alcoa 44-yard line. So, once again, a nice run by Jeremy Hill. Two people to the right, or actually two receivers to the right, one to the left, as well as a running back on the left hip of, that's number six. Oh, and he lost, the ball. The ball. He lost the ball. Tried to tuck it, and it, not able to fall on it, and the, the Tornadoes have it. <laughs> and I think he knew he fell on it, but he kept trying to, like, throw it out of his hands and see if the rest would let him pick it up and run it for a touchdown. <laughs> and if I'm not mistaken, they may have called an incomplete pass there, Heath. I'm not sure. They're going to talk about it. He did pump fake, and, and as he thought about stopping, you know, and not throwing, the ball slipped out of his hand, and that forced a fumble. So we'll see what the officials decide. The clock's still running. They can take their time deciding, I really don't care at this time, at this point. Under three minutes now. And it will be Alcoa football, or are they going to call a sack? Mm. That's weird. They gave him the loss, but they gave the – I guess they're going to say he recovered and was down. I thought he threw it backwards, and I didn't think he fell on it. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Uh, you're correct. Either way, it's third down and 20. And we'll see what they can draw up. And, right, well, I was going to say – Where's Gray Carroll? He's over on the sidelines getting ready for next week. But somebody right here is going to have their ears laid back, and they're going to go at the Highlander quarterback. Instead, the Highlanders are going to take a timeout to think about it, and we're going to take a Lloyd's Lawn Care timeout with them. We'll be back with more of the Twin Cities Certified and Marable Game of the Week after this. West Chevrolet, doing business in Blunt County for 88 years. West Chevrolet is located on the airport motor mile and has been a leader in our community serving the good people of Blunt County for four generations. 
Whether you're looking to buy new, pre-owned, or get service for your automobile, think West Chevrolet. West Chevrolet is happy to partner with all the local high schools and wishes everyone a happy and safe fall season for your sport. Whether you're a tornado, rebel, mountaineer, or governor, you can find the auto, help, or service you need at West Chevrolet. Reach us at 970-9378 or online at westchevrolet.com. You can also find us on Facebook. We're here to serve the good people of Blunt County. We do what we say at West Chevrolet. High School, where the Tornadoes lead the Highlanders of Gatlinburg-Pittman, 43 to nothing. Snap on third and 20, and put him in a bag. He sacked back to the 36-yard line. That'll set up fourth and forever, or fourth and 23. And not pretty, Heath, not pretty at all for the Highlanders now with less than two minutes left to go. Yeah, certainly not the way Coach Rang and this Highlander football team wanted this football game to go. But as many teams in Region 2-3A have found out this season, Marty, there's just no keeping up with the Alcoa Tornadoes. As Gallenberg Pittman hurries back to the offense with a minute and a half left, trying to just see if they can get a few things going here. He throws it down the field, intercepted, but a flag before the play got off. And, Marty, I imagine that's probably going to be a false start on the offense. It will be. That will be a five-yard penalty and continue to move them backwards, which will make it fourth and 26. And this clock continues to run as we are now under a minute to play here in the ball game. And now back to punt is Gatlinburg Pittman as getting the snap. And getting it off is number nine of Gallenberg Pittman. That'll go deep. Alcoa will move out of the way. It'll take a Highlander roll and finally be downed around the 15-yard line with 40 seconds remaining in this game. And now I know why he was their captain. He's the best player on the team. He's His punting average tonight's got to be pretty good. We'll try to get that average later. But uh, once again, Alcoa's defense just snuffing out another region opponent. They run their streak now to eight quarters and 47 of the last 48 quarters against a region opponent have been scoreless. As now there's less than five seconds. That's going to be it. Alcoa will take, will not take another snap, but they will take a 43 to nothing victory back to Blunt County and they will conclude regional play once again undefeated as they will play next Thursday night at 7 o'clock against Kingsport Dobbins Bennett. We will be there for the call. Hang loose for after this game for the Bob Ramsey State Representative District 20 postgame show paid for by the committee to elect Bob Ramsey, Bob Ramsey Treasurer, and the Denzo Scoreboard. And it will be brought to you by the Triple D team of Heath, Scott, and Trevor Dunkel. This is Marty Millsaps. I'm signing off. We'll be back after the three-minute break for the postgame show. But I want to remind you, Alcoa just defeated 
the Highlanders 43 to nothing here in Sevier County on the Twin City Certified Game of the Week. Back in- El Jimador Mexican Grill, authentic Mexican food in Maryville, Tennessee for the past 15 years. Open Sunday through Thursday, 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Friday and Saturday, 11 a.m. to 10.30 p.m. El Jimador offers Monday through Friday lunch specials with their 15 minutes or free guarantee. Call your order in at 865-681-6040 and delivery is available. You'll enjoy a comfortable environment while gathering with family and friends at El Jimador Mexican Grill located at 1705 East Lamar Alexander Parkway in Maryville, Tennessee. El Jimador Mexican Grill, a proud sponsor of Blunt County Sports. We all want our loved ones to be safe. Denso in Maryville is at the forefront of creating technology for safer vehicles while keeping their employees safe with social distancing, face coverings, thermal screenings, and more. Join the exciting automotive market with Denso in a fast, challenging, clean, and safe environment. Starting hourly pay is more than $14 with an increase to more than $15 after 90 days, plus 401k, paid holidays, and vacation. Start your future now. Visit DenzoCareers.com production to apply. Equal Opportunity Employer. Whitlock & Company Certified Public Accountants features accounting services for individuals and businesses. Serving Blount County for over 30 years, everything from income tax preparation services to personalized accounting plans for small businesses and large corporations with over 100 employees for a full range of accounting services including payroll processing, bookkeeping, individual and business tax returns, compilation review and assurance services. It's Whitlock and Company, PC, 375 Fountain View Circle in Alcoa, Tennessee, 37701. Phone 865-984-1040 or 865-981-9638 or visit Whitlock and Company online at whitlockcpa.com. If you have property to sell or you're looking to buy, call Dwight or Sarah Price at the Dwight Price Group Realty Executive Associates and they can help with all of your real estate needs. Remember that no one sells more. Call 888-SOLD, which is 888-7653 or go to DwightPrice.com. The right home with the right price. Not satisfied with your current pest control service or looking to get that process started? Call Heath Barberry at Common Sense Pest Control, providing outstanding protection of your health and property while delivering exceptional customer service right here in Blount County. Available services include general pest, mosquito, and rodent control, as well as termite protection and much, much more. For personalized service, call Heath Barberry at 865-389-7412 or email info at commonsensepc.com. Again, phone number is 865 865- 389-7412. Also, find them on Facebook at Common Sense Pest Control. And remember, if you want bugs dead, you've got to use common sense. Welcome in Bob State Representative District 20, paid for by the committee to elect Bob Ramsey. Bob Ramsey, treasurer. Post-game show, I'm Heath Dunkel, alongside Scott Dunkel, as Alcoa has defeated the Highlanders of Gallenberg-Timmons, 
to zero. Scott, an absolute dominant game for the Tornado. Oh, right, Heath, definitely. As Alcoa scored 14 in the first quarter, 23 second, six in the third, and basically the second half was all just running the clock. So Alcoa not really worried too much there on getting a lot of points in the second half as they already had a 37-0 to zero halftime lead. Again, got to six points in the third. Let's look at our opponents tonight. That is the Gatlinburg Pittman Highlanders. They had 32 yards rushing on 30, or 22 attempts, 8 of 24 in passing, 4 interceptions, 64 total yards, 46 total plays from scrimmage, 96 offensive yards, 175 all-purpose yards. Remember, that includes yards on punt returns and kickoffs. No touchdowns or safeties for the Highlanders. Christian Hoffman, 8 of 20 in passing, 64 yards, 3 interceptions. Brady Hammonds, four attempts, no recorded offensive completion, so he did re- complete a pass to the Alcoa Tornadoes, and one sack. Rushing for the Highlanders tonight, Connor Reagan, 11 attempts, nine yards. Levi Hill, five carries, 41 yards. Jacob Ferguson, one yard, five, or five yards and one attempt. Carlos Orr, one rushing attempt for four yards. Little rough night for Brady Hammonds as he had three rushes for negative 24 yards. Looking over at Al Alcoa Tornadoes, 163 yards on 22 attempts, five and nine in passing, 34 yards there, 31 total plays from scrimmage, 197 offensive yards, 229 all-purpose yards, three rushing touchdowns, one passing, two defensive touchdowns. And one safety gives the total for Alcoa. Alcoa had seven penalties for 60 yards and eight first downs. Leading the way for Alcoa in passing, Zach Lunsford, three completions and six attempts, 24 yards. Camden Burden, two completions and three attempts, 10 yards, was sacked once. Lunsford also did have a touchdown. Leading rushers tonight for Alcoa, Ahmad Sankey, nine carries for 45 yards. Jordan Harris, two carries for 38. Sankey also had a touchdown along with Harris. And three carries for Zane Bonham for 64 yards and a touchdown as well. He's the one that opened up the game tonight for Alcoa as he had that long run to start Alcoa's first possession. Receiving tonight, Braden Anderson, three catches for 10 yards and a touchdown. Jordan Harris had one catch for 12 yards. Landon Ford, one catch for 12 yards as well for Alcoa. Elijah Cannon had a carry or two carries for negative three yards and Zeke or Derek Foster one carry for three yards tonight. Again, basically total dominance for Alcoa tonight as they beat the Highlanders from Gatlinburg Pittman forty three to zero. And we will take a quick break here for just a second when we come back. Or no. Are you ready? Yes. Okay, sorry about that. I wasn't sure if Trevor was ready. We're going to go right to the Denzo scoreboard. Hey, thank you, Scott. So uh, quite a few updates tonight. I actually have some finals for games, which is uh, surprising normally because of how quickly Alcoa rolls through the second half. Um, so, But it looks like there was uh, some other blowouts tonight uh, that, that um, and some also close that are also finalized. Um, so to start off, 
Uh, Heritage looks like they're going to be losing tonight as they are down 24-14 to 14, um, against uh, Udawa in the fourth quarter. So tonight with that loss, we'll essentially knock them out of the playoffs, even though we didn't think they'd beat Maribel next week. Um, and then uh, talking about Maribel, Maribel traveled to McMinn County. It was a battle for uh, first place position in 6A Region 2, and Maryville won 21 to 2, so locked in that, that first place. And right now, it looks like it'll be a battle between McMinn County and Bradley Central for second. They play each other next week, so that will be um, an interesting matchup there. I'm um, in the continuing 6A Region 2. William Blunt traveled to Cleveland to take on the Blue Raiders, and that game was not close as Cleveland won. 45 to zero, and that is um, finalized now. So it looks like Cleveland will be moving up into the fourth uh, position um, and battling next week, Udawa, um, to see how how that game goes to uh, essentially fight for the the fourth place spot. But doesn't look good for William Blunt um, at this point. Um, and then moving on. Uh, Greenback traveled to Midway tonight. They're uh, fighting for uh, playoff positioning in 1A Region 2. Uh, Greenback is leading that 34-0 to in the fourth, so does not look like uh, Midway is going to come back in that one. And then uh, two teams that really don't have a chance in the playoffs, but they're just trying to enjoy the rest of their season is Lenora City and Seymour. Um, Lenore City leading that one 15 to six in the third quarter, so we'll we'll see how that one turns out. Um, and then a game that I know Scott will will love to hear because it looks like there's not going to be a comeback in this one. Gibbs leading Carter 55 to 16, um, and that's in the fourth quarter. So it looks like that's way to go, War yeah. Eagles. So uh, Gibbs will. Um, move up a little bit in the playoff standing, so we'll see how all of that turns out next week. Um, and then Carnes uh, traveling to Ray County. They didn't have an update on that earlier. Let me see if they've updated that now. Um, as I'm looking, actually, an, an update with the Heritage Udawal game. Udawal just scored again. That's 31-14 to with four minutes left in the fourth, so no comeback um, in, in that one. Um, and then I will continue to see if I can find an update for the uh, – um, there it is, Carnes and Ray County. So that game has been blown out. 59-28, to 28, the Ray County Golden Eagles leading the Beavers in the fourth. So it looks like no comeback there. Um, like we talked about earlier, Central beating South Doyle last night, 27-19. to 19. Um, And then Oak Ridge hosting Powell tonight. And that game is actually fairly close as uh, Oak Ridge is leading by a touchdown. It's 28-21 to 21 in the fourth quarter. Um, and then Halls hosting Sevier County Smoky Bears. Um, looks like Halls will be coming away with that win as it is 28-14 in the fourth. Um, and then Catholic blowing West out 35-7, and that is final. Um, and then another blowout is Farragut beating Hardin Valley 42-7, to and that's finalized as well. And then another game that uh, we didn't really think would be turning out the way that it is, it's Science Hill and Dobbins Bennett going at it. Dobbins Bennett looking to 
continue uh, their um, uh, undefeated season as they're 0 and 8, and then 5 and 0 in the division or in the region, I should say. And Science Hill is 5 and 2 and 3 and 1 in uh, their region. However, Science Hill is leading that game 31 to 21 in the fourth quarter with about five minutes left. So looks like Science Hill will get that win. However. With how Dobbins Bennett beat Farragut and then Farragut beat Science Hill, it'll be a weird little uh, playoff um, matchup there to see where, who uh, who gets first through the third in Region One. Um, and then last but not least, Chucky Doak and Unicoi County playing each other tonight. They're from the region that Alcoa will be will be taking on. It looks like with two minutes left, this game is essentially over as Chucky Doak is leading 43. The 21, and like I talked about earlier, whoever loses this game is looking like they're going to get the fourth place position in their region. Will most likely be the team that will have to face uh, Alcoa. So it looks like we may be playing Utahcoy County here in a couple of weeks. All right, thank you, Trevor, and uh, thank you, Scott, for giving us that Bob Ramsey. State Representative District 20 paid for by the committee to elect Bob Ramsey. Bob Ramsey, treasurer, post-game show, and Alcoa comes away with the victory 43-0. to Scott, any final thoughts from tonight's ballgame? A nice warm-up for uh, Dobbins Bennett. Um, Gellenberg Pittman's got a good team. They've got a really impressive freshman quarterback. Um, I'd really like to see what the outcome's going to be next week as Gellenberg Pittman will be facing Kingston. Um, we'll see for basically second place in region. That should be a really interesting game. But Alcoa defense looks great. I mean, two touchdowns for, or interceptions for touchdowns, very impressive, and Alcoa just continues to roll. Yeah, looking good, Scott. And as you mentioned, that game between Gallenberg, Pittman, and Kingston should be a nail-biter next week. But the game that we'll be worried about is another nail-biter with Alcoa and Dobbins Bennett as we will travel up to Kingsport for that ball game, that game will begin at 7 o'clock on Thursday night, the pregame show at 6.30, as you can catch the game right here on 100.9 FM, 850 AM, Rocky Top Sports Radio. Marty Millsap, send myself on the call. Scott Dunkel, statistical breakdown. Trevor Dunkel, social media updates. We'd like to thank you so much for tuning in tonight to the broadcast. We hope you enjoyed it, and we hope you will tune in next Thursday night as a uh, a lot of teams will not be playing until Friday, and this will be a game you won't want to miss as the Tornadoes wrap up their regular season and hope to finish it with a win. But until then, I'm Heath Dunkel with Scott Dunkel, Marty Millsaps, Trevor Dunkel, Andy back at the studio. Until next time, we say so long, good night, and yes, that just happened. <laughs>